Aaron. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. All right, let's get some Friday morning headlines from Sandy from CMR. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Blake. How you doing? We are good. What's up? What you for? Fantastic. All right, so we've got uh, last night breaking news headlines. There were two attempted robberies. Uh, well, I think one was successful. Looks like the same set of culprits. Um, they attempted the Burger King and the waterfront first. Wait, are these the uh, are, these, are these the white glove robbers? Uh, were they wearing white gloves? Um, no, this one's wearing a black glove. Ah. So they're black glove robbers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they uh, attempted Burger King, were unsuccessful, and then went to McRuss uh, instead on Eastern really? Avenue. So they did get some money from there based on the footage that we've seen. There were some reports of something else happening in West Bay, but we couldn't quite get confirmation on that. So we do have some pretty good footage um, of these guys between the vehicle that they were driving and they pulled up in at Burger King to, um, you know, even some of the outfits that they're wearing. So I would encourage people to go and have a look at our social media pages and you might be able to identify that person. Maybe it's your cousin or something. Who knows? But the police were kept pretty busy um, last night. Unbelievable. Uh, The RCIPS has finally released a statement saying that the home explosion off of Bayfield Crescent was because of a gas leak. Pretty interesting. Um, It's, I think it's a bit more involved than that. And I wish they would release the entire report, but they haven't done that. They've just said that it was a gas leak. So we actually have a guest coming on this morning from Home Gas, who we're going to talk to, and perhaps we can get a little bit more information out of him. Well, was the gas leak on purpose or was it accidental? They didn't say. Um, They didn't say that it was on purpose, but they did issue a statement earlier saying that there was no reason for them to believe that, you know, anything criminal basically had been going on. So Mm, looks like they're saying accidental. Right. So Wendy's has been fined over $125,000 for uh, work permit uh, infractions. Really? Shocking. Wow. 14 of their employees were said to be working outside the terms of their work permit. 14? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I'm like, is that everybody that works for them? (laughs) Well, anyway, WRC um, has said that they undertook a very um, efficient and professional investigation by the lead officer in that case, and they were proud of the entire team. And yes, they've collected $125,325. Wow. That's nothing to sneeze at. No. So a yeah. lot of burgers. That's a, <laughs> you better believe it. That is a lot of burgers. So those are your news headlines this morning. Have a fantastic weekend. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday and you can catch Thank Sandy you. coming up on Bobo. 89. All right, folks. Good morning. Happy Friday. How are you beautiful people doing? Lovely. I hope we're going to get the show started here now in just a couple seconds. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. 
Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. Come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you. Let me introduce myself. I am the cold heart. Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live, direct, it's the cold, hard truth. Now, now, join the conversation on 345-936-2626. That number again is Good morning, good morning, beautiful people. How's everybody doing today? It's Friday. What a lovely day outside. I thought we were going to get a little bit of rain today, this morning, early, early morning. I heard a little bit of crackling, like thunders far, far away. Um, but it looks pretty sunny, so maybe they'll roll through. You know, it's it's summertime, and of course, we know that that means hurricane season has already started. And in addition to that, if you guys went to Florida recently, you'll see that Florida, which is the hurricane capital of the world, South Florida, um, has had some really, well, I don't want to say unusual because they happen during the summer all the time, but they've had these um, summertime thunderstorms. So a few Caymanians were there over this past long holiday weekend, and they were saying the exact same thing. They're like, ooh, Sandy, we had some weather rolling through the Miami area. So always be careful. Um, obviously if you're doing a lot of driving in Miami, interstate driving and so on, you want to really take your time there because, um, the roads are unforgiving and, um, I should say that the drivers are also nowhere near as forgiving. They're not giving you a blight, honey child. They, they run you over. Um, so we've got some news to talk about, uh, as usual, lots of things happening around us. Let's say good morning to everyone who is on the live stream that is saying good morning to us. Why do I look a little bit? I look like I got a tan today. Am I the only one that thinks I got a tan? Miss um, <laughs> Vernita is here. Diamond Princess. Miss Morna, good morning to you. Siobhan is here. First Lady Jan, first row and center. They're like my perfect pupil students. Always on good behavior. Miss Stephanie says good morning to everybody and the CMR crew. Miss Rosemary is here, wishing everyone a blessed Friday. Wee Wee, Felicia, Everton, Patricia, good morning. Keisha, Marshall, Siobhan, and Miss Iva. Welcome, one and all, and lots more. How do y'all just sit back and you're like quiet as a church mouse, as they say? You're just listening. Mm-mm-mm. Well, what a show yesterday. I mean, the comments continued to roll in. My goodness. Such a sad situation. I really hope that, um, you know, some people can start to, to live their lives. At the end of the day, 
we have all made our fair share of uh, mistakes, especially in matters of the heart. I mean, good grief, we know how that goes. But you know, if you if you're not capable of ever learning, something something's wrong, and it can't be by the time you're in like relationship number ten with and th- listen, there's nothing wrong with having a lot of relationships. I'm not necessarily saying that. I mean, maybe you just like to, you know, engage in having your toes dipped by other people. I don't know, but you know, when you keep having these relationships with the same type of people and the same countrymen and the same, you know, and it's like divorce after divorce, after divorce, after divorce, um, might be time to look in the mirror. You know how I see divorces? I don't think a divorce is necessarily an indication of a failure, right? So if you've been married, um, you know, some of these celebrity divorces, oh, 27 years, you know, 30 years, whatever. I'm like, wow, they lasted long in Hollywood, honey, jail, because, There are certain things that take a strain on a relationship, finances, being a celebrity, you know, living that Hollywood lifestyle, whatever. Those those types of relationships are very difficult to maintain for a lot of different reasons, right? And so if you make it to 27, 30 years, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You did a okay. Even if you make it to 10 years, I'm like, that's nothing to sneeze at, honey child. That's 10 years. That's a long time. You know, so I always encourage people to not necessarily see your um, divorces as a failure because, you know, hopefully you've learned something. You spent a lot of good times with that person, maybe some bad times as well. And you've, you've, you've learned something or some things from that relationship that then make you a better person. So that the when the next relationship comes around, you know how to choose better because I think a lot of it has to do with the actual um, choices that we make. You know, sometimes we're just really poor at picking people. That's why kind of low key, I really kind of believe in arranged marriages up to a point. Like I can see how arranged marriages make a lot of sense. I told you guys my first boyfriend was from Sri Lanka and in his culture, there's a lot of arranged marriages. And one day, you know, obviously we were not in an arranged marriage, but he said something to me that really made me pause. And he said, you know, Sandy, you can actually learn to love someone. And of course, we grew up in this Western culture of thinking, oh, no, you can't. You either love somebody or you don't. Like love is, you know, you can't control who you love. And he's like, "Mm -mm, that's not true. I said, of course you can control who you love. It is a matter of choice. And you get up every single day and you do things with a person and for a person and you engage with them. That makes your heart grow fonder. And, you know, they might do things that make your heart grow fonder as well. But love is actually a choice. And I was so young at the time that I was kind of like still not really accepting that concept. But I think over the years, I have matured enough to really understand exactly what he meant. You can, you can learn to love someone. Um, And so I think that sometimes we need to reevaluate even why we are attracted to certain people. You know, this love at first sight concept uh, really doesn't hold much scientific water. And a lot of times what we need to do is look at people a little bit more um, subject, objectively, not subjectively, objectively, at what it is that they're bringing to the table. And what do we have that we're bringing to the table in terms of our personality, common interests? These things matter. And, you know, there's a saying that opposites attract. 
Well, the only question I have is for how long? Because the truth of the matter is, the more you have in common, the less likely you have anything to be fighting about. <laughs> so I get it. I get arranged marriages. You know, if you come from similar religious backgrounds, well, there you go. That's one conversation you're never going to have to have because you both believe in, I don't know, Buddha, or you're both, you know, Methodist Christians or whatever. There's going to be no friction there, honey jail. You know, you come from similar socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, money's not going to be a problem. You know, you both grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth. Well, you know that lifestyle and you got to just make sure you can earn it to maintain it. You both grew up poor. Well, you both understand poverty. Now imagine what happens when you take a rich person and a poor person, you throw them together, right? One has a very different appreciation and understanding of money. And the other person trying to spend all your money, you know, might make you broke in no time. So that might cause a lot of conflict in relationships. Age. We all say, oh, but age is just a number. Is it really? Because the, the broader the age gap between individuals, the less likely you're going to have anything in common. So here you are, 25 years old, looking at a 75-year-old man. What's the conversations like? What are y'all talking about exactly? Let's put the, the SEX aside. What are you talking about with a 75-year-old man that's going to be of interest to both of you? He's lived, literally, an entire lifetime ahead of you. Historically, you might not even appreciate some of the things that he would have gone through. You know, I speak a little bit from experience because I actually remember um, my husband, Dave, he was 15 years older than me. And again, you know, you're young, you think, ah, age is but a number. And he was at the point in his life where he was still, you know, young, active, whatever, like that wasn't the issue. No Viagra needed or anything like that. But as I stayed in the relationship longer, there were certain things that I recognized, like even with technology, as technology came more and more into its own and we had things like cell phones and emails and whatever, I got sick and tired of showing this dude how to check his friggin' emails. I'm like, dude, I'm not your IT assistant. Like, you know, it, it, because it was so, it wasn't even anything complex. It was so rudimentary. Gosh, I got to show you how to check your email again. What's wrong with you? But it's just that, you know, that 15 years made a difference in, in the gap of what he understood in terms of technology and how easily or not he was able to adapt to it. And it wasn't easy for him. And he also had very different experiences. He had traveled more. He was in the Air Force, you know, had been all over Japan and Okinawa and this place and that place and had seen a lot more. And when you meet someone, I think, those things you're interested in, especially if you haven't done them, those stories um, really like, oh, wow, that's so interesting and whatever. But then the common ground, you got to find common ground. Good morning, Patricia, Aliano, Ervalyn, Miss Bonnie's here. Good morning, Marquette. Why do I hear Zeus barking? Miss um, Stacy, I think Zeus has on that training collar. Somebody needs to get him under control. I told y'all that he went to um, he went to training class, and I have noticed that while he was at training camp, his barking has reduced a little bit. But this morning, he seems to be barking down the place, honey chill. Mm. Buzz him with that collar for me. Um, he is he is a bit more uh, m mannered. I was going to say. 
But, um, you know, he's still a puppy. So we're going to give him a lot of grace. He's still a youngin. All right. Siobhan says making mistakes and owning up and changing it are different things. Just saying. Sometimes marriages don't work out, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to kill anybody because their marriage didn't work out. I'm like, hey, it happens. Whatever. Uh, Aliana says men and women need to learn um, of what is most needed in a relationship. And that's love, respect, loyalty, and tolerance. The slackness is prominent. Well, that's for sure, especially on this island. We have a lot of uh, slackness on this island when it comes to extramarital relations. It's a pretty high number from what I understand. Hot mess. Um, one day we, we need to have like a relationship guru on so we can talk about some of these things. Because love, I noticed that you put love there, but you know, love isn't, isn't the top thing at all that make relationships work. But I like how you included tolerance because trust me, it is difficult. You know, you li you've lived with yourself your entire life. You've not lived with anybody else your entire life. Maybe your parents, I guess, if you still live with them. But it is difficult to actually live and get along with people. Is it not? I've always found that I don't really like people in my personal space. So I tolerate relationships like I tolerate that person. But, you know, it would be challenging for me to invite anybody else um, into um, <laughs> into my personal space. I'm just reading a message here and I'm like, huh? Uh, hold on now. Mm-hmm. All right, so trying to do a donation this morning, but I'm a little bit confused here. Um, I donate some food. Miss <laughs> Stacy is going to do the donation. She's like, "Listen, Ina, Ina, driving, knocking on this person's door, waking them up to give them food. They better get up out of their bed and meet me up the street." And I, I. Certainly understand the sentiment. Some people like, Sandy, yes, I'd like you to donate some food, some gift cards, but you need to deliver it all the way, this place, that place. And I'd be like, you know, now you're asking a little bit too much, honey, Jill. Good morning, Miss Dean. Miss Dean says, indeed, love is a choice. And she's sending love to the CMR community this morning. Yeah. Siobhan says, as you age, you should be getting more mature to getting more wisdom. But unfortunately, people... Only sometimes age, but not mature or get wisdom. Well, that's, we saw that in display yesterday. It's unfortunate. And, um, you know, that is why I just leave people in their space. You know what I'm saying? I told y'all yesterday, you don't have a choice who your family to, but you have a choice of who you engage with. And so, um, you know, it is what it is. And I, I, I don't, uh, I don't have to engage with any of these people, you know, just because you're my sister doesn't mean I have to like you, doesn't mean that we have to be friends and doesn't mean that I'm going to really make a whole lot of time for you. That might sound a little bit harsh, but that's to protect my own mental sanity. And believe me, you, and a lot of instances it's required. A lot of people related to yesterday's conversation. I had some other 
family members who were messaging me and saying, wow, you know, their heart was so heavy um, with what they were hearing. And they're like, you know, we've had a really hard life when you look at it. And we went through a lot of heavy stuff. And, um, you know, they said that um, it's just, it just is what it is. My thing is you just got to let it go. Like holding on to trauma and to bad people and bad vibes isn't going to bode well in the end. Of course, it's not easy. Nobody's sitting here saying, oh, that's a walk in the park. You probably need a therapist to really try to work through it. But do what you got to do to move past it. Because I think that that is really um, in your best interests. There's certain people who have character traits, even in my own family, that really bother me. And you guys know how much I despise a liar. And there's certain people that live their lives very, very dishonestly. I mean, they lie upon lie upon lie. I even heard a voice note yesterday that was being circulated by my dear sister claiming that I did not. Um, what was the term that she used? I did not consult with her, some foolishness, before the show yesterday. And I thought, wow. I said, well, that's funny because I have proof and I have the messages and voice notes to prove that I did reach out to her. And I said, this is going to be, you know, on the show because it's going viral like hotcakes. And she was uh, sending me this message about, oh, I'm disappointed that you would put this on the show and I'm your sister. And it's not like, what does that have to do with the right, the, the price of rice in China? It ain't got nothing to do with it just because you're my sister. I wish you'd stay out of these streets and just behave, but that ain't got nothing to do with me now, does it? So then to turn around the next day and, you know, say negative things about me, I, I heard the voice notes. Obviously, people are going to forward it to me. I'm not concerned about the negativity when it isn't true, but I'm disappointed because, of course, like I said, I have the truth. I have evidence, right? Some people, I just, you know what? Have no expectations of them. That's why you put them on the outskirts. The people that I have expectations of are the people I actually care about. I expect them to live up to my expectations. Some of these other jokers, that's exactly what they are, jokers. So someone stopped me yesterday and they're like, oh, well, one time she told us the story. There was a group of us somewhere and she told us the story about how you had to be brought back to Cayman because you were raped and living under a bridge and homeless in Tampa. I was like, what? This is the first time I've ever heard this one. I got to admit, I was like, huh? Okay, well, first of all, I've never lived under a bridge. I've never been raped and I've never been homeless. We've had some tough times. We've sometimes wondered where the next meal was coming from, but you know, we were not homeless ever. And that's because I moved out of my aunt's house and decided to forge my own way, get my education. And that was not an easy journey because all of a sudden I didn't have someone handing me everything. But that decision was made because I needed personal freedom and I was not getting that as a young person. You need the freedom to be able to grow and to learn and to, and to make your own mistakes. And that just wasn't happening in the environment that I was in. There was too much control. And so people have their own versions of events. And sometimes people apparently 
just make things up completely. I don't, I don't understand it because I'm not sure how they benefit. I guess they're trying to say that they were my saving grace. I'm like, that is so untrue. Before I moved back to Cayman, I was already married. Um, you know, Dave and I came, explored the island because I hadn't lived here. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this place, although it's my home, it's my country. I still don't know. So we came back for a week, checked it out. I'm like, okay, do you think you could live here? It's a small place. And he, of course, Americans. All he saw was the beach, sun and fun, and like, yep, we can do it. Of course, I was thinking more like, oh, community, family. Ugh, am I ready for this? And so, um, you know, the plans were put in place. And if you guys know me, you know what? I'm a planner. I like to organize my things. And so everything was organized. Shipping this, shipping that, arranging your dogs to come. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, I was homeless with my two dogs and a husband. Like this storyline doesn't even make any sense. Sometimes you can't entertain people in their foolishness. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, people want to take credit for stuff that they had nothing to do with. No, nobody is self-made. But I can tell you that some family members who want to take credit for anything that they feel like I've achieved in life, they need to go. They're, they're not even in this classroom, honey child. They're in another country, sit all the way in the back of that classroom in another country. Because you're kidding yourself. You're a liar. You're delusional. Yeah? The struggles that we endure. And then when people want to somehow diminish that by wanting to take credit for, oh, well, I did this for her and I did that. No, you didn't, honey, jail. You haven't lifted a finger. Oh, when I was five years old, you picked me up and put me in your back and took me across the street. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. Thanks. Pat yourself on the back over there, jail. Okay, honey, chill. You go right ahead. RD says, unfortunately, too many Caymanian women fall into lust first with useless, no good men. And somehow they continue to make the same mistake over and over again. It's the very definition of insanity, RD. And I agree. Um, I don't even know if it's lust. I'm, I'm not quite sure what it is. It's just like a fantasy thing. Somebody buy you a few drinks and you're like in love already. Um, Natasha says mutual compromise and communication is key, but understanding each other's love languages and adapting is also very important. Ooh, honey, child, you my kind of girl, Natasha. Hmm, have you read about the love languages? Yes. Uh, most Caribbean men, they don't want to read nothing about relationships. I'm going to tell you all about a really good book. We need to get this book club going. Um, where is my book here? There's very few physical books that I keep. So if you see me got a physical book, you know it is good. So um, I can't put my finger on it, but it's called The Rules of Love, I believe. And of course, the love language is one. I forced my husband before we were married to listen, to have me read that to him. Child, we were on vacation in Panama. And he's like, why are you reading me this book? I said, you've got to listen and indulge me in this a little bit. And then we talk about it, right? Like, what do you think your love language is? Well, for me, I know I'm a giver. I, I show and demonstrate my love through things that I do for people. I love to give. 
people like little trinkets. I'm a present person. I'm, I love giving and just making people happy in that way. Um, for me, my love language is more verbal, right? So I need to hear certain things from an individual. But then I also need that um, like personal time spent and contact with that person as well. So, you know, I think that we have to know what it is that we um, want ourselves. Like you have to know yourself to know what a good partner looks like for you. And I think that maybe that's part of the problem is that some of us don't necessarily um, know who we are. And so that causes chaos and that's problematic. And I also think that, um, I don't, I don't know, like some people are just not capable of growth, Natasha. Like, I love that you're talking about your love language, but I also accept that not everybody is capable of growth. Dean says, same here, Sandy. I don't like nobody in my personal space. Well, I limit who's in my personal space because they impact your mental health and well-being. We see people all the time struggling with mental health issues. And sometimes it's because you're allowing other people to bring a lot of negativity into your life. And that's just not, mm -mm. I'm not going to give you that um, pleasure. I don't even know if it's pleasure is the right word, but I'm not going to give, that's a gift who you spend your time with. And so I'm not going to give that to just any and everybody. Jim says, honesty, compromising, supporting, and patience without losing oneself in the process of any relationship. Very, very important. Siobhan says, nothing harsh about that. A lot of times you got to put yourself first. Absolutely. Uh, Sia says, um, this is why an older man chooses a younger woman, because that's most men's preferred choice. Well, I think people need to choose age-appropriate individuals. We'll get to the robberies here in just a second, Leroy. Um, Leroy says, I'm in the back of the class again today. Dean says, yesterday was real, and I think a lot of men and women should learn from yesterday's episode. <sighs> Natasha says, we're glad you came back. This island needed you. Aw, thank you, Natasha. It hasn't been an easy journey coming back for more reasons than one. You know, because I had grown up overseas, my I had to I had to almost find my Caymanian, that Caymanian girl. She was in there, but she doesn't have a lot of like the shared experiences because I didn't really grow up here. Like I left when I had just turned nine years old. So a lot of like teenage formative years, young adult, I had those experiences elsewhere. But I think that in a lot of respects that that was actually a really good thing. It gives me a perspective um, on a lot of things, right? So, but there's so many things that are uniquely Caymanian that I love. I think that we, I was, I went to the bank yesterday and I was sitting there and I heard a Caymanian gentleman talking to another guy. And he was talking, you know, we name names and talking about these experiences and stuff. And it, it's just so 
talking about how we used to be so connected and he feels like we've lost a sense of connectivity. But he was talking about this and um, I was just like, this is, I just loved hearing the stories. That's why I love the Cayman Voices series because I love storytelling and I love people to share what we used to be like. I mean, obviously we can't stay a particular way all the time, but we have le- we have lost some things that I think it would be nice if we could just hold on to. And so he was talking about, you know, how we were so incredibly connected. And I just loved hearing him in that moment, hearing that Caymanian accent, even though we were like in a business place in the bank, it was just a moment when I was like, yes. And I love that it was like Cayman National Bank, you know. Um, these are like the little nuggets of who we are as a people that I think is so amazing. Leroy says, I'm scraping the table with a compass. A compass is in the newspaper or the other kind of compass. Jim says, family dynamics are interesting, especially sibling dynamics. Some are loving while others are a bit over the top. I love my family, however. I feel the best way of handling the over the top ones is to wish them well and permit them to live their lives from a distance. Amen. That's some good, that's some good sound advice there, Jim. I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, Johan says, will today's show top yesterday is complete madness? If not, I got to focus on work. Yes, you need to, you need to focus on work, Johan. <laughs> Takes many failures to find success in life, says Natasha Aliano. Some people give too much to people who are emotionally lacking. Hmm. Um, you know, I think the truth of the matter is, Sometimes people are just not up to it themselves. They're looking for this ideal relationship, but they themselves don't have a whole lot to offer. So they're not going to find much, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Johan says, Auntie Sandy, you need to try to become a Christian like the rest of your family after yesterday and repent. Well, child, like I said before, if if that is what Christianity looks like, we are doomed. The good Lord is going to have to scrap it and start all over again, honey chill. She did say she'd be trying to be a Christian, but I'm like, hmm. it's a question of how hard you're trying, my dear. Damara says, Miss Sandra speaking facts and indulging us in wisdom. Got to love this. Thank you, my darling. Tamara, good morning. She says, good morning, Sandy. Sending hello from Alaska. What? Celebrating my 40th birthday with friends on a cruise. Happy birthday. Alaska. Now that's how you do it, girl. Chloe, Miss Morna, Alejandro is here. Yes. Happy birthday, Miss Beulah. I'm trying to get you that mug, but I didn't have time to drop it off yesterday. So um, today I should. Miss Melita, I saw you calling me, but I was trying to get the baby to bed. Um, We've got Natasha says I grew up in the States too. And the first time I moved down here, I lasted for six months. (laughs) it's a huge adjustment, but I do love our island and heritage and best people in the world just need our community back. Yes, indeed. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Two quick notes while our guests are getting ready. Um, so we had several robberies last night. It didn't take long for people to start messaging me to say what's going on. Um, something down by Lantern point and then, Something in town. The police were out and about, honey child. They were busy. 
Wow. Let me show you all some of why they're busy. These robbers, and I think it's the same group in this instance, they were uh, making their presence known. So apparently they robbed Burger King or they attempted to rob Burger King first. Didn't really have um, any success there. And then turned around and went to McRoss where they got some money. It's so unfortunate because, um, you know, at the end of the day, these small businesses are just like the rest of us. They're struggling to make ends meet. They're struggling to uh, pay the bills, to keep people employed. And it's just really, really sad when robbers come along and decide to take advantage of the situation. Now, I heard a voice note where somebody said, um, oh, they, um, oh yeah, these young boys, they don't wanna give them no job and they wanna help them with this and that. Let me, let me make myself clearer than clear. I, I hope I can be crystal clear. Y'all need to stop it. Stop making excuses for no good young men. They might be young men, but they're still no good who have no interest in working. Oh, we must give them life on a silver platter, apparently. We must give them a job. We must give them this, give them that. No, 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 no. You see, as parents, when we send out that narrative into the community, we become part and parcel of the problem. Okay? You know how many young people hear those voices those and think, oh yeah, okay, well, I can go rob the, rob the local fast food chain and my grandmother and my aunt can be like, yeah, that's because they don't want to give them a job. You know, these young people are so frustrated. Really? A lot of us grew up frustrated, poorer than these little hoodlums in the streets right now. And we weren't out there robbing people, stealing from people and all kind of stuff. We were out there trying to better ourselves. You think when I was in university and I didn't know where the next meal was coming from, it popped into my head that, oh, I could go rob the convenience store to get some money. I could go rob the Burger King and that's okay because, you know, I don't have the money I need for the weekend. These types of excuses that we are giving our young people who are unfortunately destroying our country is absolutely ridiculous. Stop making excuses for these badass wannabe criminals. Right? Wouldn't it be wonderful as a community if we sent a singular message? You're destroying our country and we're not going to tolerate it. Run them down with the car, yes? They walk past you in the Burger King trying to, you know... Rob the cashier and you can put out your foot and trip them up, make them bust their lip, do it. Zero tolerance for this kind of foolishness. But you see, this is really the crux of the problem with Caymanians, you know. We cloak up too much wrongdoing in foolishness and then wonder why our country is going to hell in a handbasket. Hmm? 
Y'all want the truth? Y'all can't handle the truth. But y'all can get it because this show is a cold hard truth. Yes, JD. He says most of them don't want a job. No, it's easy for them to walk into McRuss, take three, four, five hundred dollars in the till and walk out. What job are they going to be able to do that with? Tell me that. They can't do that with no job. We are condoning and creating a society of criminals, irresponsible young people, and we're giving them every excuse in the book to continue in this egregious bad behavior. Y'all put your foot down with some of your own children a little bit more. We'd have less criminals running these streets. Parents themselves don't even want to raise their children. I'm not surprised when we see some of what we're seeing going on in these streets. But it's very, very disheartening. You know, every time they go rob these people, the the staff are traumatized, having a gun pushed in their face, you know, get on the ground, all this kind of stuff. The businesses losing money, they're traumatized. Some have to add security, change business hours, all sorts of stuff because of criminals running out in these streets. So don't y'all be sending me no fool-fool messages about all oh, these young boys, you know, they, 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 they can't find a job, really? Have they even tried? Are they out there really trying? They're not. These guys don't want to work. They rob a place once a week and they're set. Stop engaging in stupidity. Here's the first batch. Was this Burger King or, or the other one? Here we go. Have a look at this. This is Burger King. They drive up in this um, blue-looking SUV. I can't quite make it out. But listen, somebody should be able to zoom in on that camera. See, like, very possible it's a stolen... Um, it's a stolen, uh, what do you call it? Vehicle. So that may not help a whole lot. I think businesses like Burger King, after a certain time at night, they're gonna have to start locking the doors. Of course, then they'll just start creating, doing the robberies earlier. As we can see with the one with Digicel some weeks back, six o'clock in the evening. Who the hell is gonna lock the door at six o'clock? These guys are reckless. And I honestly feel that we need to start um, increasing some sentencing as well. You're getting 10 years for a firearm. You know, we need to maybe make that 15, a minimum of 15 years. Yeah, we have to start building more prisons, but y'all see what they're doing in Nicaragua right now with that super prison that they built. I'm going to talk about that next week. So here they are, um, Robert getting out of the vehicle, coming with his little backpack and hand gun, hoodie on. Now, some of you have got to be, um, here comes the next fatty. See him there? All right, stop that right there. Stop it, stop that camera right there. So you see this hoodie? Boom, hold on, boom. You see that shirt right there? Somebody right now, that looks like, is that Bob Marley? I don't know who, which, person that is in the back. Somebody right now has a son. 
that has this shirt and you've seen him wear it and you know he has that body type, y'all need to call Crime Stoppers. You need to call 911. You need to say, hello, that's my uncle. That's my brother. I don't care who he is. Someone can recognize this little chubby one for sure. Call it in, give him up, and report him. I've already received one tip where the person says, I think I know exactly who one of those robbers are. I say, pass it on to the police, honey child. Somebody knows these guys. Y'all know exactly who they are. Look at the shoes. The shoes, do the shoes look familiar? Right? This hoodie almost looks like, is it pink or gray? It almost has like a little pink tinge to it. Y'all have to look very closely at these things. The one that robbed the convenience store last week had a very distinctive backpack. Go and have a look at that backpack. Somebody has seen that backpack before. Right? See how he's getting out? Look at his gait, his walk. You see him? Somebody knows who these guys are. And you just got to take a good, close look. Yep. See that little belly fat there? This one overweight. He chubby. He shouldn't be too hard to identify. There you go. Trying to pull down his little hoodie. You hear the poor staff screaming on the inside? My God. And he got flat feet. That's right. I noticed that too. El Racy, he walks flat-footed. He sure does. Mm-hmm. See? See how he walk? Yeah, buddy. He walks flat-footed and a little bit like this. He doesn't walk straight. So, again, sometimes you can't walk, you know. I mean, you can't hide <laughs> for how you walk. I've had people identify who I'm family to by my walk. I tell you all this story years ago. I was walking by the airport, and this guy's like, Miss, I don't know you, you know, but I thank you for you, you for your Solomon. And I was like, uh, Yeah, oh boy, you walk just like him. You can't hide. This little fat boy walking like somebody, too. He can't hide. Have a good look at him, folks. You must know him. So, attempted robbery. At the Burger King. I don't know why they weren't successful, but this was at 21.30. What time is that in the evening? So they went from there. Maybe maybe this one was, look, look, at, look at how you're walking out disappointed. You see how he's like slouching? Little fat guy again. Look how he walks out slouching like, oh man, I can't get no money. This is messed up. Come on, let's go. Let's go check McRuss, honey child. That little one, he run a little bit quicker around the corner. And then they went from that to McRuss. Let me show you the footage at McRuss. Same two robbers. Um, Hold on one second now. Let me get y'all. Oh, yes. Hold on. Let me show you this one, too, of them on the inside. You see? Check out the backpack. The staff, I think, ran in the back is what happened. No bottom, no not there. And he's hitting on the glass. Look look at the idiot. That's why they gave up. The staff, I guess, saw them as they came in the door. 
ran in the back, ran away, and then nobody not there to to get him the money. And the glass, COVID glass, saved them. The COVID glass is up. So there he is trying to push up against the plastic. It looks like it's actually plastic. So he get frustrated. These are the little criminals y'all talking about want a job. They don't even have the endurance to, to carry out a robbery properly. Look at how how quickly he got. Well, thank God in a way, but I mean, honestly, look at how quickly he even got frustrated. He not got no stick with it. This. He's like, oh, you don't want to just hand me the money? Well, I'm going. Darn, darn, darn it, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Poor him, Joker. Mm-mm. And y'all talking about um, these are the people that um, that we should be. Um, thank you, thank you, my good friend. He says twenty one thirty is nine thirty. <laughs> I would have had to figure that one out in my head. All right, so um. So let me see here now. Here's the other one now from, um, hold on, let me download this one. This one is from McRoss. And uh, like I said, unsuccessful at Burger King. So then they move on. And here it is now. So Tracy says sentencing won't make a difference if they don't get caught. Well, believe it or not, a lot of them do get caught. And one of the reasons why we see this cycle of, okay, it starts up again, because it's normally in line with when they get out or they're out on bail, they're continuing to do these things. I think we also need to look at the bail conditions. In law, there's a presumption in favor of bail, but I think that that has to be changed. Seriously. So... um. Same vehicle, same fatty and his friend. See him, see him there? Same walking. I'm telling you, the way to solve this one with the fat one is his walk. He has an unusual gait. Yeah? Some family member can look at this little tumbler and say, that is my son. He walked just like me. Or he worked just like his daddy. Y'all see it? Look carefully. Even this one has a kind of laxadaisal, but that one, y'all know exactly who he is. And you find him, you pressure him, you get the next one. The next one, look, look at him dropping money. You know? So stupid. Yep, looking underneath the register. Oh, at least he picked it up. Y'all have to know who these are. And I think the way to solve this one is the big bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about him, honey child. And it's the other one that's carrying the gun. Right? Is that a customer just walking around not even realizing what's happening? Good Lord. All right. I feel confident that somebody going to bring these guys to justice. 
Scheme two. What a mess. All right, folks. Um, let's move on. We've got some guests in the studio. Um, first of all, um, the person said that the store, this was at 936, and the store was full of customers. So this is Eastern Avenue. So literally, they went straight from Burger King at 930. And in six minutes, they made it to McCross on Eastern Avenue. That's probably about right that time of night. Um, having said that, this is kind of easy for the RCIPS from the perspective of these CCTV cameras. Because quite honestly... They uh, can only take so many routes in that amount of time from Burger King waterfront to Eastern Avenue McCross. So pull those cameras quick time, honey child. Charlene says Chubby, something is wrong with his right foot. I don't know if there's anything wrong with it. I think maybe that's just the way that he walks, but he definitely looks a little bit different in the gate. So I say somebody knows him. Good morning, Denny. Buenos dias. How are you? Not bad. Um, I wonder how come they're just able to walk around so nonchalantly? Mm, as opposed to? Resistance. And what kind Normally, of? Normally, no. Um, if you're able to just walk around and take whatever you want, why wouldn't you come back in the future and for more? Okay, and your recommendation for resistance would be? My recommendation would be that people prepare themselves and resist it. How? By force. What, what kind By of force? force? What kind of force? The same kind of force that the police would use if the police were present. Which would be... What do you think they'd the police point, would they'd, do? They'd, they'd, they'd point their finger at them and say, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to solve it? Yeah, that's going to solve it. Oh, okay. That's the foolishness we're doing right now. We're sitting down, we're watching crime get out of control, and we're doing nothing about it. Mm. L- listen. Yes? You're not we're going to piss around with this um, issue of crime until it really gets out of control. Well, I think a lot of us feel like that's already out of control. No, 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 no. You take a look to the East about 280 miles Mm -hmm. and you'll understand what out of control means. Uh, Is that America? No. But America is out of control too when it comes to crime. America, America's North. Yes, I know Denny, but America is out of control too when it comes to crime. I'm I being understand. I'm being facetious. I know. July I July fourth and July fifth holiday weekend. How many people were gunned down and killed in the United States of America? Yes, Jamaica has its crime. Honduras have their crime. You know, not safe. But you're afraid to go to a mall in America too. 
I'm just saying. Okay. So what do you do? Sit down. And well, accept? I'm not saying, no, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, when you talk about a solution, because I know what your recommendation is going to be, the use of firearms. I'm saying America has more firearms than Quaker has oats. And still that that's not slowing down crime. That's not stopping crime. That's not stopping no, armed no, robberies. No. That's not. Mm. No, what's what's causing the the issue is the increased difficulty. Okay, I'm not saying that the criminals don't have a personal responsibility. They obviously do. Well, we can't expect too much of criminals, but I think as a community and as a society, we have a responsibility. And the problem is this, Danny: we can't allow crime to get out of control, right? With no mechanisms on the, uh, but, but hold on. You're talking about after when they're out there robbing somebody, what do you do? What about, what do we do on the, on the front end to try to stop criminals from becoming criminals? So stop young men and women from becoming criminals in the first place. If their first grade teacher can say to you, right? With 96% accuracy, this one, this one, and this one is going to end up in jail. They're going to be in and out of the penal system. How do you think they can do that with such accuracy? They're not psychics. It's because the signs are there for criminality from an early age. Why are we not focusing more on things like the Yolanda Ford report, which talks about the elements of criminality, how we've gotten here, and those things don't change. And why aren't we trying to fix them? Our education system I, is broken. Oh, I agree with that. Right? Our homes are broken. Parents don't want to be parents. They spend more time and energy putting on an outfit that only covers part of their privates to go to Batabanu than spending time and energy on their children. I agree. So we can, we can listen, if the solution is to have everybody armed and gun them down in the streets, that's not solving the crime. That's at the tail end of it. You tell people, oh, well, resist and fight. And you know what happens when everybody's armed and everybody's resisting and fighting? You just have more people losing their lives. And so what your solution is, is for us to sit there and just accept it. No. My solution is no 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 no. I know I know you think that we can start over at a at a (laughs) nobody said anything about starting over, but we have to start somewhere. And it's a multifaceted solution. There's no there's no singular solution to this. I agree with you that that is part of the solution. However, well, it's a big part of it. You look, look at what's happening in education. You know how, what the failure rate is in the government primary schools? <laughs> and so what are we going to do about that? Well, I agree with you that, that that's part of the solution. But, but that's not going to stop the people who are not in primary school. Yes, but you need you need opportunities across the board to address different people. 
So just like you address young people before they even have children, because they're the ones who are having children then become criminals and the penal system, right? There has to be programs and initiatives throughout the life cycle of individuals. Some of these people are committing crimes because they're trying to fuel a drug problem. We need to have drug addiction programs that can help those individuals if they are willing to accept the help. We have all of that. We Really? Yeah, the court has programs to help people. What, what, what's, what's, the, what's the program? We don't even have a proper mental health facility that we can't get I, open 20 years later. Listen, it's not all perfect. I agree with all of that. Okay, but, but what you have to understand is that these people that you just showed the video of are not in primary school. They're not in high school. No, I understand. Causing a problem. It, so, right. So what, what you're going to need to do to deal with these is different from what you're going to have to do Absolutely. when someone is five years old. Absolutely. Okay, well. And the first thing that has to happen to these guys is they have to be punished for what they did. And how do you punish them? There's something called jail. Uh, the jail is fine if you catch them, but the people who are being punished when you put people in jail is you and me. Well, what, what, what's your solution? What do you mean, what's my solution? Uh, you're not going to put them in jail because you're punishing you and I me? Di- I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. But 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 if you think that all you're going to do is sit down and accept them walking in and taking whatever you have, um, what's going to happen is it's going to get worse because you're in. But but let me let me say this right. The best thing last night with the Burger King staff is that they hid. They went and ran and hid. Encouraging people to fight criminals who are potentially armed with a gun is taking your own life and putting it in the hands of someone who don't have no sense. Um, You, you do not fight. You you do not fight these individuals. Can you go back to the the video at McGrath where the guy was at the register taking out the money? Okay. I want to show you something. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, having, having a situation where you allow people to come in and just take the money mm-hmm. is just an invitation for them to return. And, and your, again, yeah. your suggestion stop, stop, is... Pause the video. Pause your the video. suggestion is what? Pause the video. Pause it, pause it, pause it. Pause it. Go back to where the guy was just about to leave the cash register. So we're fast forwarding it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Just move it just a little bit from that position. From that. Mm-hmm. And we do have three other callers in the line, by the way, Denny. And our guests are waiting. All right. So pause it there. Where he's yeah, about to right leave. There. Yeah. Yeah. You see the front of that gun right there? Mm-hmm. That gun is unloaded. So you're saying that the gun is unloaded? Yeah. 
So people who are in a traumatic situation. I understand. You expect them to be looking that closely at the no, gun? No. no. Oh, okay. What, what I'm saying is that you need people dealing with this situation that understand these situations. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, expect you're, a, I don't expect a cashier to do that. No, I right. Don't. Okay. So once you see the gun is not loaded, then you are in a position to do something more about him. That's right. All right. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate but that's it. Not, but that's not mm-hmm. the only situation scenario. Okay. Let's let's get to our other callers. All right. Hello. All right. Hello. Good morning, uh, Miss Darlene. Hold yes, on. I think Miss Charlene was up next. Miss Charlene. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. Both of them mug and the ginger tea now. My day started good. Two favorite people up in argument. And you know, you always learn something right there. Mm-hmm. So good morning to D.W. Jr. Good morning. And uh, the only person you needed right in that little mess right there mm-hmm. was Mr. Johan Moxham. <laughs> it would have been perfect. Okay. Oh, yes, sir. Um, I, I can't believe that, you know, they, they robbed my fav- one of my favorite little stores. And this, in, it, it, you know, it breaks my heart because this is a Cayman success story. Mm-hmm. From where they started from, from the father, from the daddy of the guys, you know, just just striking the right balance at a time and the iron was hot. He got his stuff done. Little money was flowing in. The mama jumped on it because, you know, that's how she is. This whole operation called Macrat is a local success story that should be heralded. Mm-hmm. And I just love going into the store because Mr. Um, Macrat himself is a young person. And Mrs. Macrat is a pure business person. I mean, business person. You go in there, if your shoes are ragged and your hair is falling out from your, your little add-on, she don't care. She treating you like a king, like a queen. It's a it's a business place. It's a Cayman. That's a place you should go for your, one of your interviews. It's a Cayman success story, and I'm just so sad this morning. And I really hope it wasn't our guys, meaning I hope it wasn't our children. But, you know, plastered on the mothers and the fathers and especially the womb carriers, that would be the mothers. And I thank you for taking that angle. I myself have put on my shoes, tie up my head, and walk down to the police station mm-hmm. and gave up what I pushed, as Consuelo would say, what I squeezed out into this world. It's mm-hmm. not an easy thing. It wasn't something for, like armed robbery, but I'm glad back in the day he didn't get that far. Mm-hmm. But yes, mothers, it's your duties. Because they're out there on the streets and they're going to die. I decided I didn't want mine in a coffin under the ground. I would walk Saturdays and Sundays and go northward. And mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. I put out on Shank's mare. And sometimes I walked far mm-hmm. before I could get a ride, before anybody would feel sorry for me. And going in that northward lane, it is hot. It came on, it's a hot country. I walked in. And most times I walk back out. And I did it most weekends. I didn't miss many. Okay. Thank you, my dear. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Miss Darlene, you're next. And to our next caller, just hang okay. tight. We soon come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so short. Um, yes, I don't agree. I most of the times agree with Danny, but mm -hmm. I don't see that as being something that we should really be thinking about. Um, if there's anything, maybe secure to guards, maybe you know, trained and mm -hmm. and 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 firearms and some, you know, so forth. Um, so, but what I think, and yes, touching what um Charlene said, if we see our kids doing wrong. Mm -hmm. You see, so see something. You say something. That is what's gonna it's gonna come down to. And I was just talking to another Caymanian this morning and saying, you know, this is not a good situation that we're in, and um, we need to take things in our own hands. Mm -hmm. And um, saying that, I'm I don't mean um, stand up in front of a gun. I mean we get together as a community. We first of all teach our children purpose. You have to have a purpose in life. You know, if they do something wrong, you're going to suffer the consequences. Mm -hmm. Whether you're going to go to jail, and like, like Charlene said, better to go to jail than to go um, Prospect or West Bay, Cemetery, Bordentown, wherever, to visit them. So what I would like to suggest is that, um, you know, like-minded people, like uh, people that have our country at heart, whether they're residents or they're born Caymanians or whatever, we have a gem to protect mm -hmm. and we need to step up. The, the, honestly, we're talking about the police, so we're not, we're not even looking to them now to help because they don't have that in their heart. And like I say, they don't care what happened to Cayman, majority of them, because they feel like if one is going to hell in the basket, then all islands can go, right? Mm. So we have to take our focus off of what the police are going to do unless we get a more Caymanized um, roots, rooted Caymanians to, to do that. And that look like that's not going to happen now. I've been waiting to see if Mr. New Commissioner designate or confirm will come on, tell us his plans, their plans. We're not seeing that. Well, I think he so hasn't technically taken over yet. So, Okay, well, you know, hopefully then, you know, we're still waiting on him. But other than that, we need to get together as a country and, and wipe this out. Because if you got a handful and you got 70,000 people there that think it's got to be a way for us to, 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 to hit this in, in the, in the head. And um, that's just my, my thought. Mm -hmm. All it. right. Take care. Have a Appreciate good day, everyone. Two more callers on the line. Good morning. Caller number one ending in seven, six Oh six. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, good morning, Sandy. Um, okay, two things, and I'll make it short. Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost, uh, with respect from teaching right and wrong, um, yes, that, that's one thing, but uh, desperate times mean desperate measures. And I think, you know, a, a lot of that, um, people are driven to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And then second is um, the vehicle. That vehicle is unique in color as well as the vehicle type. So why, you know, it's not a Honda Fit, it's not a RAV4. Um, why not go to the DMV, uh, find out the vehicle color and make, and find out the registered owner? If it's not a stolen vehicle. I'm I mean, sorry? If it's not a stolen vehicle, we're assuming that the vehicle actually belongs to them. Well, even I mean, so, if it is a stolen vehicle, then then um, you know you would be able to uh, tell the owner that it's being used for a robbery. Mm -hmm. So 
So it is a unique vehicle, but like I said, you know, teaching yeah. right from wrong. And I think us as humans let, let me, know let me tell you when something, we do caller. something wrong, but we desperate had... times need desperate measures. Yeah, let, let me, um, let we're me... seeing a lot of people in situations where they normally would not do something. I don't agree with that, feel... but, but you know, these are criminals who would normally do this. It's just that we have more of them. They're, these these guys are not desperate for a real job. They're desperate to be criminals. So I don't, I, well, I think, and again, put, we I just think. Took four robbers off the street and then three more robberies last night. Like th- this is getting out of, out That's of control. That's because there's more of them out there. But I don't think this is a case of desperate times calling for desperate measures because then we're assuming that these guys are in some sort of financial streets and that they actually have, you know, legitimately wanted to find a job. And this is their alternative to employment. Like I said earlier, I think that narrative is a dangerous narrative to put in the community because it simply isn't true. These guys have never held a job. They're not interested in having a job. But let me, let me, let me give you an example. Um, When you talk about the police, somebody just said that they feel like I'm doing more of the police's job than they are. Um, I don't think that that's the case, but I'm going to give you an example of sometimes where they make me shake my head. So someone sent footage of um, a dash cam capturing video. And I want this person because apparently the license plate number is a digit off. So I'm going to ask them to, I was trying to find the message, but I'm going to ask them to uh, reach back out to us. So it said, morning, Miss Sandy. My dash cam captured this video this morning coming through breakers. Two cars nearly caused a head-on collision. Silver Honda Fit license plate 175772 and a silver Lexus license plate 20111. What a lick that would have been. The Hyundai is the in the other lane, never even budge to come off the road. My goodness, uh, which I don't blame them. So we sent this to the RCAPS. This is what one of their officers responded and said. The license plate for the Lexus is incorrect with only five digits. Checks were made and several Lexuses starting with the number, uh, with that number came up. Please confirm the correct registration. So you can't narrow it down? I mean, when you say several Lexuses starting with that number came up, I can't imagine it's going to be more than two. And you can't narrow it down by contacting those individuals and speaking to them. Who was in breakers? And that particular day, at that particular time, they come back to me and want me to give them the exact license plate number so that this is a no-brainer. And and that's what I'm saying. Like I I totally agree with you. Like I don't I don't understand. And with it being such a small island, how you know we're not able to narrow it down. Not to mention somebody needs somebody must know who these people are, and they not talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll let you go on to the next caller. Thank you so much. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Miss Sandy. Good morning. morning. It is so so sad to hear these things. But um, sometimes I believe us as a Emanian and, and, and lower islands and, and care about what's going on in our islands, care about the, the, the people, care about the children and what's happening to them. I think that when you see something and you report it, the, the police hold on 
Um, let me write that down. Um, what did you say? And they question you, and you question you. And let's say, if if those people that have been robbed last night had 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 called, if I I don't know if they called the police, but they if people are getting discouraged because the police just ask you questions down to who your great grandfather is. In the meantime. You're being robbed. You're being held up. Your 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 life is in danger. Your children' life is in danger. Your family life is in danger. They need to, they need to stop that. You don't. If you see a robbery, you don't need to tell them who's reporting it. Just the place. Just the place that it's being robbed. And, and and I don't know what time I I don't know they I hope they got watches and then and they hold you up and then and half an hour an hour after it's all done then they show up now all of them are not alike because a friend of uh, 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 me and my friend were going somewhere a couple of weeks ago and we seen. Uh, a guy beaten up the, the, uh, a young woman that had looked like she was pregnant, could be about five months pregnant. And I I didn't stop right there. I stopped a little bit above it and called the police. Mm-hmm. Do you want to leave your name, ma'am? No. Then I had to tell him what part. Oh, the road was if it coming from this end or the next end. In the meantime, he did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. The, the the person did what he had to do, and it gets you so discouraged. Should should we even bother to call on them? Should should we even uh, like I said, well, we can't class them I mean, all alike. But let, let me um let me say this right. I guess the police have their protocols and even 911, you know, you have the option, which they have to give you of leaving your information if you want. So they can't assume that not every person, you know, wants to leave their number. Some people are more than willing to leave their number. They're more than willing to give police statements and so on to advance the case. So, you know, them asking the question to me is neither here nor there. They can ask. And obviously you have the option of saying yes or no. You yes, know, I mean, it's, it, it's it, part it, of it's part of their and, and I know when you're in a situation, some of you have heard me talk about the young man who um, fell off of a building. And when I called 911, the kind of questions that they were asking me, I was like, what the hell are you asking me these questions for? But, you know, they have their script book, I suppose, that they have to go by. And we might not always understand why they're asking the questions that they're asking. But, you know, it's part and parcel of the process. So, um Believe me, in other places, they don't. Believe me, in other places, they don't. They're there, not after the fact, and then they still, if if you give them the, the your number or you give them the, your name or or both, they, they, then they come and ask you a whole lot of questions instead of, going out and see if they can find those people because it become it's it's becoming 
like an emergency now in this island with all of these break-ins. But the, the thing is, we have these protocols, we have these laws that's coming out of our ears, and and they're not enforced. Throw in jail for a couple of days or a couple of hours, and they're back out on the street until mm. somebody get killed or many get killed. Then you can hear, uh, poor old thing. You know he's, you know, you know he was so such a nice person. Or she sometimes is mixed up in it too, mm-hmm. nice person and whatnot. I don't understand how these these young people that don't want to find a job, not looking hard enough to find a job, mm-hmm. how they can wear two hundred dollar sneakers mm-hmm. and me that has worked all the days of life mm-hmm. and now retired and husband still working, um, which he's older, um, can buy a $200 sneakers. I wouldn't even think of that. Yeah. Wouldn't even think of that. And again, but I say anyway, that, you know, the people around them, caller, to your point, they know, like, listen, if I have a child living in my house, and I see this child not wanting for anything, knowing that they don't have a job. They walk around with two or $300 sneakers. They have, you know, money to buy beers and, and marijuana and whatever else they're into. You mean to tell me that as a parent, I'm not going to be questioning where are you getting this money from? And you exactly. living, uh, you're li- you're exactly. living under my roof? Yes, This, this is the community you, you, slackness that I'm talking about? Yes, yes. And I think, I think, and not a whole Caribbean islands, but I think that's that's our our thing in the Caribbean. Other other, other countries, by the time they finish school, if they if they don't have good in, intentions of taking up a profession or going to to college, mm. out you go, out you go, and even sometimes um, your your college don't. That's not an excuse. I'll help you with the college, but uh, you're no longer in my house. But we're not, we're not, we're not enforcing the law, and that's that's the whole whole sense of the story, or that's the way I think about it. Good morning, Sandra, and good morning to all your callers. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we do have guests who've been patiently waiting to come uh, into the studio. Uh, we've got John and Will who are going to be joining us from Home Gas. Um, before they come on, yesterday the police, you know, we were messaging them for quite some time saying, hello, when are we going to get an official statement on what the cause of this explosion was? Um, uh, the UK people had long come and gone, the so-called experts, and there was still no indication that a report would be forthcoming. Evidently, they had finally responded and said, oh, yes, the cause of it was an explosion. We have so many more questions that that very brief one sentence press release simply didn't answer. Um, but essentially they have said that it is a, a um, forensic expert says house explosion caused by gas leak. And that's it. Uh, okay. That fulfills, I mean, have any of you satisfied with that? I'm not satisfied at all. And so we've been um, meaning for Home Gas, the guys over at Home Gas, to come on for from the time that it happened. But of course, they were you know knee deep in it and really really busy. 
let's see if they can shed some light on it. And then we'll talk about some general things as it relates to safety and um, propane. So John and Will, good morning. How are you? Hello. Sorry. How are you doing? Sorry, Sandy. Good. Uh, hold on. Sorry about that. Okay. Good morning, uh, Sandy. Good morning. So far this morning. Good, good, good. We're going to switch gears um, a little bit. So, of course, you know, we can't have you on the show, Home Gas, and not talk about, in some capacity, this incident off of Bayfield Crescent. Um, can you, how much can you tell us? I mean, hopefully you can just tell us what it is and what it isn't, but um, tell us a little bit about what you know, what happened, um, how is Home Gas connected to the property, if at all? Um, all right, so we were asked to help uh, facilitate with the police and the fire department, the investigation. Mm -hmm. um, there was a home gas 100 pound cylinder at the back of the house that was yeah. connected to the house. Um, that is the full involvement of what uh, equipment home gas had at the house. Um, we're not sure who did the installation, um, but our, our equipment was the 100 pound cylinder that was on site um, at the time of the explosion. Um, so we were involved during the cleanup process, some of the, the going through the debris, um, trying to find out. I mean, obviously there was a lot of rumors, as you know, going flying around at the time. Um, and we worked with the expert who came down from England. Mm -hmm. He came and tested our cylinder. Uh, we came to, uh, they took a little bit of equipment from the site, the regulator that was on the tank, brought that here. We tested that. Everything appeared to be working, functioning properly. Um, and that's the last we've heard of the investigation, uh, since we're not really part of the investigative team and we're not involved mm -hmm. in it. That was that was the end of our involvement. Right. I'm not sure. Hmm. So the police never got back to you and said um, it's a gas leak, because obviously you guys are in the gas business. <laughs> I mean, they never came back and said that. Um, currently, it's obviously still under investigation. They still haven't released the final report. Well, they said the final um, report's done. No, we haven't seen it, so we, okay. we, we wouldn't know. So, I mean, that's it's just it's just weird that I mean they they've obviously released this statement to the public, to the media, saying that it was a gas leak, and then the people who are in the gas business don't even know that. But I mean, you you obviously carried out your checks um, on location. Did you? find the gas leak i mean you checked your 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 it, let me just back up because this is also confusing we saw in the photos that there's a huge cylinder there right and then there was like a smaller one i understand that those cylinders were not even that wasn't even connected and it wasn't in the part of the house where the explosion happened can you explain that to us at the site the house, there was a 420 pound cylinder, the larger cylinder that um, was not connected to anything, it was just shut off in there. And then there was a 20 pound cylinder, what you would call a barbecue cylinder, the little one um, that looked like it was for a deep fryer, like one of those outdoor uh, bioplastic deep fryers. Because that was, we found one of those in the debris. But uh, that cylinder was also just disconnected and not connected to anything. It was just sitting there next to the other two. Other two tanks. There was three tanks in total, and then there was a 100-pound cylinder which was connected to the regulator, which was connected to the pipework at the house. Um, 
we do have fortunately the house was um listed up on ek trade mm-hmm. um, and so there were some photos that were taken actually the week of like within a week of the explosion so you could see all the pipework on the outside of the house mm-hmm. um and in our investigation it looked like there was pipework going to a room in the house where there was a stove which was still intact and then the pipework kept going around the outside of the house to a water an external water heater um which looked uh which the water heater that whole wall was um mm-hmm. gone so um yeah you can see the water heater there in the middle of that yes. photo um and then that was the last device that anyone could those are the only two propane devices that were found inside the house or attached one outside the house and one inside the house mm-hmm. um both of those seemed to be I mean, they weren't, they weren't in intact with no issues, except obviously the water heater was blown into the neighbor's yard. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole section of the house you're looking at there from that white door over was mm-hmm. the part that uh, exploded. Right. And that was actually, I mean, it's interesting because we know that that part of the house was actually an addition that was added on to the property that did not have um, planning approval. And so um, I'm going to ask you point blank. Did you guys actually install the propane at this residence? Uh, we didn't install any of the pipework. We just put the 100-pound cylinder there. Right. We regularly, we've been uh, delivering that house since 2010, I think, for quite, mm-hmm. quite a long time, 12, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Regular intervals. Right. And was there another cylinder there that belonged to you guys, but you didn't actually provide it to this family? Um, we're still trying to investigate where the 420-pound cylinder that was there came one. from. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So it, it's interesting because somebody sent me some questions about this. And I thought they were all actually quite good questions. But they were wondering, how, how does the, you know, for, for a while, you guys were the only propane business around. So I guess maybe that made it um, easier to try to, you know, kind of decipher um, if something was going on, where a tank came from or whatever. But now you have a situation where people might get a tank from you. Tanks are being moved around to different locations. Is there any sort of a tracking system in place where, like, if I get a tank from home gas, can I turn around and start having somebody else fill your tank and move it from one location to the next? Is any of that being um, regularized in any way or monitored? Um, by uh, code and by law, the only people that are supposed to fill a cylinder are the people that own the cylinder, unless you have permission from the owner um, to fill the cylinder. So. Obviously, all the cylinders that are owned by Home Gas, we've never given permission to anyone else to have it filled. The reason for that is in case you have an issue like this, um, if you have different companies, if you have uh, one company putting their gas in the tank, and it's in tanks owned by another company, then who's really responsible for the maintenance and upkeep of the tank or anything like that? So mm. um, it's really important that, you know, the, for the liability side and for ownership of the tank, um, that the same person fills it because they have responsibility on making sure the tank is safe and, um, you know, that it's not hooked up to something that's unsafe. Mm-hmm. So that is something that we are uh, working with Offreg. They've they've made a ruling that, uh, a couple of years ago on this subject, and 
basically agreed with the what is called the container law that only the owner of the container can choose who fills the tank. Right. Hmm. Because I can definitely see where some problems might arise. But here's what one caller had shared um, last month, shortly after the incident. They said, good morning, Sandra. I listened to your podcast yesterday and today. Fantastic reporting on the explosion. My query is, I heard that they didn't get their propane cylinders from home gas. How can someone obtain these cylinders without applying for them from home gas? I know that you can buy the small propane cylinders in the gas station, but not the big ones. Does home gas have any kind of identification in their cylinders, such as a number or letters, and where they can link the customer to a specific cylinder? I know that when you apply for propane, home gas delivers and connects it for the customer. Can home gas identify where the homeowner got their cylinder of gas from? Keep up the great reporting. So you've just answered that in that um, you're still trying to identify where that big cylinder actually came from? Yeah, we do have a problem with uh, people moving cylinders around. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you'd uh, deliver a 100-pound cylinder to one house, and then the next time you go back, the cylinder is no longer there. Someone's moved it to another house. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that is one of the major issues. That, I mean, we've talked to you many times. Um, mm-hmm. We feel the, that we really need to have, as a jurisdiction, uh, a certification program, just like you would for electricians and plumbers, uh, gas fitters. You shouldn't, people shouldn't just be rogue doing whatever they want, installing propane equipment. It should be certified people. I mean, you got three companies on the mm-hmm. island that specifically do gas. You have mm-hmm. uh, home gas, clean gas, and go gas. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the, the large mechanical companies that have plumbers and everything, they would also be certified uh, for propane. But a lot of mm-hmm. uh, people are just deciding they can do it on their own. And it's not, it's not really a do-it-yourself type of a, uh, Thing you want to do i mean mm-hmm. it, there's some complications to it and it's better just to be safe it's a very effective fuel you know it's half the cost of electricity um but it, it needs to be installed properly and uh that's the key to it all i mean if it's mm-hmm. installed properly uh, we had a customer yesterday um told us they had a water heater and it was 52 years old and it finally died so i can tell you how long it you know propane equipment can last quite a long time. It's very efficient. Um, you know, the person was very happy that they got that long out of their propane water heater. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so what you're right. looking at here, uh, yes. you know, we're doing a lot of safety upgrades at home gas. Um, we're always looking to improve, looking for new ways to service customers, new ways to make sure that everything's safe. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people have noticed over the last two years, we've been Oh, sorry. Add, add that back for me. That was my mistake. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Not I, saw a problem. Another, I saw another um, item and I thought it was separate, but it looks like it's connected to that one. Okay. Um, yeah, I got to re- re-upload it. No problem. Yeah. Okay. There we cool. go. So um, over the last two years, we've rebuilt our plant. Um, we're uh, a couple of weeks away from actually opening up the north terminal, which is the part on the right there. The part on the left mm-hmm. is the south terminal. Um, each side of those uh, hold 270,000 gallons of water and like 240,000 or something gallons of propane. Um, you know, we've been on the south side now for a year, and then mm-hmm. now the north side's going to open up this 
and there's no extra storage here this is um we just improved um basically our ability to fight any kind of issue like a hurricane or an earthquake you put three uh three feet of concrete underneath the entire structure it's one large piece of concrete so theoretically according to the engineers that the whole thing will move in an earthquake um, we should have very limited damage in an earthquake um, and be able to be operational immediately following any kind of issue our tanks went from uh, four feet below ground below grade to now they are four feet above grade that's why there's a lot more height to the plant we added eight feet of height to the plant um and so when you know the walls are three feet at the base and i think they go up to 18 inches at the top or something around mm -hmm. two feet at the top so i mean they're slightly sloped but uh it's all everything's buried in sand um you know we have a full monitoring SCADA system that'll shut down in case of any kind of earthquake or any kind of incident. We can shut down all of our valves instantaneously or fairly instantaneously within a minute or so. Um, and we have the ability now to fill three trucks at a time. We just streamlined a lot of our operations, but um, we did not increase any storage. We just increased safety. This is completely a safety uh, upgrade to our plant, which is already probably as safe as plant in the Caribbean now we're definitely one of the safest ones in the world wow so um lots of upgrades I mean obviously you know when people heard about this house explosion I read some of the comments which demonstrated that people just don't understand probably a whole lot about propane so you know immediately they're like oh wow propane's not safe that's why I am never going to get a gas stove or whatever can you talk about the safety of propane, generally speaking, and then perhaps what are some of the things that people do that could potentially make the environment unsafe? Okay. Um, I'll let Will take over since he's our safety officer mm -hmm. um, and he just came back from propane safety class. So he just, we can, uh, let's, uh, we'll go to the next slide. Just to talk about some other things we're doing, we're outfitting all of our trucks. Mm -hmm. Um, Go back to this slide here. We're outfitting all of our trucks with camera systems, security cameras, um, mm -hmm. tracking, remote shutoff. Oh, nice. Um, they're going to have swipes for the drivers, so you can, only the drivers can uh, start the vehicles. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of – we've uh, we're definitely really increasing. That's all cutting. Mm -hmm. Sorry, your your mic went for some reason just there, John. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened, but all of a sudden I can barely hear you. Sorry about that. It looks like someone's yeah. trying to call him. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we've increased all, we're getting some cutting edge technology in our trucks. Um, what we're doing is we are going, we are going to, um, Whoever keeps calling Jim, stop ca calling John, stop calling him. He's busy. Yeah, we're, uh, looking yeah I, still, I still can't hear you. It's still impacting your audio there. Oh, man. So John is showing us, um, folks, some of the upgrades that um, they've been working on.
In the meantime, Leanna has a question. I don't think the home gas guys can probably answer this, but she says, will Hurley supermarket still be moving next door? Um, I don't know. We haven't really heard anything about that situation. So I'm not sure what they're planning to do with the rebuild at that location. Um, all right. So let's give John a minute there to get that sorted out. In the meantime, I'm going to check some of the WhatsApp messages that are coming in. Uh, let me see. Some people just messaging about the police. Um, there is a missing dog, by the way. Well, he's missing, but someone has found him. Um, someone is inquiring. Let me just see here. Uh, this poor little puppy is Pleasant Drive in West Bay. Kind of a off-colored looking dog. They're saying that it could very well be hurt. So if you're missing a dog this morning in the vicinity of Pleasant Drive in West Bay, they said the dog is in the middle of the road. Looks like it's lost and hurt. Um, please try to go searching for your puppy. I'll show you guys a quick picture uh, while we're just going to bring John and those guys in. So if this dog looks familiar to anyone, Maybe it's your neighbor's dog and you can point them the right direction. Tell them the dog was observed in the vicinity of Pleasant Drive in West Bay walking in the street. All right, John, let's try that again. Hello. Hello. Uh, right. Apologies. No no now phone hopefully do not disturb. Hopefully that'll stop it, but you never know. Um, so one thing, a uh, couple things huh, that Home Gas is going to undertake over the next few months. Um, one, will uh, we do a uh, certified training program for all of our internal staff right now where we uh, go through the propane education research council training um, it's a uh, very in-depth classes for drivers and installers and everything we're going to offer mm -hmm. um, at some point over the next six months we're going to offer a class that outside consultant outside contractors so mm -hmm. um, people can get certified they can uh, email info at home gas net um and you know get on the list and we'll we'll notify them when the class is available or when we start making the finalizing the plans for that um so we're hoping that that'll help obviously with just the overall safety of the island another thing we're doing is we're in the process of writing a auditing safety audit or a propane audit i shouldn't call it safety audit a propane audit mm -hmm. application for the our phones for our all of our employees um, and we are going to be sending out over the next few months, coming months, um, people to do an audit of every single piece of equipment, propane equipment we can find outside um, on the island. That's home gas equipment. Mm -hmm. um, and if you see one of our auditors, they'll be dressed up. You know, they'll have a official home gas tire on. Um, and we'll mm -hmm. try and make some identify. We'll get uh, some ID cards for them. Um, and if you want them to uh, take a look either on your property if you want them to take a look at your house inside your house at any equipment feel free to ask them they can uh, take some photos these people are just going to be auditors and then they're going to mm -hmm. take photos and then um our safety staff in the building i mean some of them will be obviously our, our own service techs and drivers when they find stuff as well but mm -hmm. um everything will be reviewed internally and then anything that we feel should be addressed will be uh addressed um this is just mm -hmm. to get obviously just an audit of 
an inventory of the entire island um, or all three islands, I should say, because we have equipment everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that. And then we're also working on a, a, a self assessment uh, website. So um, mm-hmm. homeowners can go on online and we're going to have a self assessment website up probably within by the end of August would be, I guess, on that, where you'll be able to uh, look up safety information on propane and uh, all the rules and regulations for how long your, your, how far your tank should be from windows and electricity and condensing units and that kind of stuff. Um, so it, we're hoping that that'll help a lot. And then people can, uh, you know, report in from that app if they want someone to come look at something. And then always, Anyone can just email info at homegas.net or give us a call at 949-7474 and ask for, uh, you know, us to come out, do an audit or do a safety check for them. Um, they can send pictures in. Uh, we're glad to give advice and, um, you know, do safety checks. Mm-hmm. None of us want to have any kind of incidents where with propane. I mean, it's not good for anyone. Of course. Um, and obviously, it's something that is tragic and we don't want to have happen again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and then I'll let Will talk about, you know, all the things that we find out in the field and um, we're still seeing quite a bit of Mm -hmm. bubble test. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, John. So what are we looking at here on the screen, Will? So um, here you've got a domestic regulator. This is for your 100 pound um, installations and where that's circled there, that's what we call a water pitting. That mm-hmm. fitting is actually approved for propane. It's got an olive and nut that seals down on the pipe. Um, a certified fitting for propane is the flare type fitting. Um, mm-hmm. So all of our service techs, they carry a special tool called flaring tool um, to put a flare on the pipe and then get it all connected properly. And this is uh, most of the things that we're finding uh, on a regular basis is just the, it's the wrong equipment that people are using and installing in, in their properties. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, a lot of rubber hoses. We find a lot of stuff with um, crimps on it. Um, on this picture, you can see that um, if you look closely, the electric water heaters on the outside of the house and the propane tank's been put on the inside of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing we're finding as well is uh, people are putting tanks inside their houses. Um, Obviously, you don't want to be putting your propane tank inside your house. Um, even if the hurricane is coming, you don't want to be putting it inside your house. It needs to be put on the outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if people are worried, if we have do have a hurricane or bad weather coming and they're worried about their tank blowing over or damaging something, they could, they're, more than, they're more than happy to come and collect the tank for you um, and bring it back after the event's passed. Um, we're, we're quite happy to do that for people. Because, um, right. you know, we know we know some people, you know, they don't have a place to store their tank or put their tank out of the way. Um, we also, like John saying, we offer, you know, the safety inspections and, you know, we're quite happy to come out and have a look at your property, make sure it's safe, give you recommendations. I mean, yeah, this is one we found um, the other week. You can see that's inside the property and that, that there is just, uh, I've not seen one of those before. I've never seen that in a house before. That's quite frightening that hmm. wow um and i mean i guess people just have this very nonchalant attitude <laughs> towards handling 
propane and propane equipment if we're seeing this sort of thing? Are they not comprehending what their actions could lead to? Um, I, I struggle to sometimes understand why people do what they do. Okay. Um, where, you know, obviously, I've, I've had a lot of training. I originally was working in natural gas in the UK. I moved mm-hmm. to Cayman in uh, 2010, and I've been with Home Gas since 2011. Um, so I've got a lot of experience training of how to install it properly. Um, obviously, you know, uh, it's not so much if you use the right equipment and you use mm-hmm. the right tools, propane is a very safe fuel. Um, it's when you, uh, let's say, when you try and cut corners with it, that's when it starts to get dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why we're offering this training that we want to do because, you know, we want everyone to be safe. We want the island to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if, and if people are interested and they want to learn more, you know, give us a call, drop us an email. I'm more than happy to, um, you know, show somebody the, the correct way to do it. Um, I've trained a lot of our apprentices and a lot of our service techs. You know, I've worked with the drivers and, and passed on the experience that I have in the industry. Um, John's the same. We're, we're very much about passing on our knowledge that we know and and getting it out there to the people so that they can be safe and make sure that their you know their systems are efficient as well. Because obviously, you know, if you've got if you've got a gas leak, you're wasting your gas. Not only is it potentially dangerous, you're also wasting your fuel. Um, and we just want everyone to be safe. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got Mel here in the comment section. And Mel um, saying that the guys over at Home Gas, is they're awesome. And John is super helpful. Thank you, Mel. And I'm also um, a Home Gas customer, and I have been for many, many years. And, uh, you know, there's different, let, let's talk about some of the safety devices that people can have um, in their homes. Mine recently went off, and I must say, I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? Uh, the one in the kitchen that is right by the um, the gas stove um went off because apparently I was trying to light the stove and I think that you know when you turn it and it's clicking and then it didn't actually light but if it must have admitted some um propane in the process or some gas or something yeah it's probably just a small quantity but it's definitely enough to set off and make me know that that alarm is working um, yeah, so the, um turn the burner off the electronic detectors are extremely extremely sensitive so they will mm-hmm. pick up gas um, very quickly if you do have a leak the one thing that uh, everyone needs to remember and I, i'm pretty sure it says it in the manual but if you're like me who reads instructions um you need to always make sure your detector is low to the ground so propane is not like natural gas natural gas if you have a natural gas leak natural gas will fill the entire room with product um mm-hmm. propane's heavier than oxygen so it'll always go to a lower point so you want to make sure you've got that detector below 14 inches from the floor of the property and then it will pick it up a lot right. quicker you also want to make sure your detectors no more to, no more than 10 feet away from the appliance as well so yeah. you want to make sure that detectors so low to the ground let me, let me think about that for a second there um will because i may not have mine done correctly it's in the kitchen so there's no way to put it in the floor and have it plugged in because there's no uh, I'm trying to think about where else it would be. <laughs> Maybe I need you guys you to do could, an auto um, on the, If you've got one of our detectors, it actually mm-hmm. comes with a cord. If you take the detector, detector around, have a look at the back of it, the plug actually comes out and there's a cord so you can put it down to the floor. No, I'm just saying in the kitchen, there's nothing to plug it into that's close to the floor because all the outlets are like uh, on the wall. 
plug behind the stove? Is there a plug behind the stove? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's right by the stove. So it's like literally behind the stove. But but this is a stove top that it's not. I can't get behind the stove. It's one of those tops, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, it's, it's, so it's, it's the way that the way that's connected, it'll have the pipe coming into the bottom of it. So it would, if you did have a leak. It would come yeah. through the cabinet tree and go low down here. So as long as the detector's low, it'll pick it up. Yes. So behind your cabinetry, there's probably a plug. That's usually how they do it. And that's where the detector goes. Hmm. Okay. I might I might have you guys look at that because I don't <laughs> I've never seen a plug, but I mean that doesn't mean that, that there isn't one. Um so maybe the location of that detector needs to be moved in any event. Because it, it's in the closest plug proximity-wise to the stove, but that's, like, behind the counter. You know what I mean? That's, like, countertop space. Mm. So um, put me put me down, John, for maybe a little <laughs> bit to have someone look yeah. at that for me. Um, so, you know, we recently upgraded our tank because we got this, um, what's it called now? The um, generator, right? Yeah. Of course, we needed to get a bigger tank. And this is where people, again, don't be jerry-rigging your stuff and, you know, oh, my my friend's son's nephew, twice removed, claims that he can do it, and I'm going to have him come over and do it for me. You know, the guys from um, uh, Corporate Electric, they were involved, you know, there's like planning regulations of where the tank can go in relation to the, um, the um what's the thing i'm telling you we just had it installed oh good grief. generator generator right um you know had we put it on one side of the house there were other considerations in relation to you know the cuc meters and i mean there's a whole lot that can go into even the placement of where tanks and stuff go and how they should be secured so folks your best bet is to rely on um the experts to guide you and to provide you with this level of expertise. That's why they're there. They know what the regulations are. They know what the rules are. And it's all designed for the safety of both yourself and the entire community. Because of course, what we see that has happened with this uh, site, it's not just this house that was half blown to smithereens. This house has to be completely condemned. It's also neighboring homes People have messaged about the amount of damage that they've sustained. Uh, one lady was saying $15,000, $20,000 worth of damage. Windows got blown out. You know, all sorts of stuff can happen. Thankfully, there was no loss of life. And of course, that would certainly be um, the biggest, you know, area of concern is somebody actually losing their life because you decided to save a couple of dollars and have somebody do it who's just not qualified to do the installation. So safety first, folks, um, really, really important. Yeah, so I, I know that you guys have seen some stuff. Tell us a little bit about this one, Will. What are we looking at here that's completely wrong? Uh, so you've got a rubber hose again coming out of the um, That's just a regular rubber hose. That's just regular rubber hose. There. Now, wow. the big misconception is, is people buy rubber hoses that say they're LP approved, so liquid propane proof. Uh -huh. Now, the rubber hoses are only approved for an outdoor appliance, like a barbecue or a tiki torch or uh -huh. maybe a fire pit, something like that. They're not approved to use through all into the house. Um, and then obviously you can see you've got a, an air conditioning unit right there as well. Uh -huh. um, so that air conditioning unit, if it's a fill on site tank, needs to be 10 feet away from the tank. 
Um, if it's an exchange tank, so one we take away and an exchange needs to be five mm -hmm. feet away from that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, um, folks, just you know, you guys are making some poor decisions here, insulation-wise. Um, uh oh, let's go back. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I'll let you. Yeah. <laughs> what What's going on in this picture? Someone in it's a self-installed stove. It's a self-installed stove. Rubber. Yeah. So again, you've got a rubber hose coming out the back of the stove inside the house, um, and then also it looks like they've just put that stove top on top of the um, wooden countertop, which is obviously a combustible. Um, so you know, worst case scenario, set fire to the countertop, melts the hose. Next thing, you've got a flamethrower in your house. So um, yeah, not uh, not great at all. Hmm. Oh, pretty crazy. All right, what's going on here? So that there is what we call a high pressure regulator. So that regulator is designed to be used on a barbecue, barbecue appliances. It's a single stage regulator. So that regulator will take the tank pressure down mm -hmm. um, or the working pressure of the appliance. The problem is, is it's not what we call a twin stage regulator. So if that regulator fails, you're going to have tank pressure inside your house. Um, so obviously you, you don't want tank pressure going inside the house. That's should explain the, the difference. Yeah, so, so normal appliances work at, from between about 7 to 13 inches of water column. So that's like a low pressure. Um, mm -hmm. Tank pressure is in excess of 10 PSI. So 35. Yeah, so you're, you're talking a lot of pressure inside the house. So if you did have a leak or a rupture in your pipe, you, you're going to fill the house with gas very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. The pressure is mm -hmm. over a hundred times greater coming out of the tank than it is going into your house. Mm -hmm. So you, mm -hmm. you definitely, if it, if you get that device to fail, you're gonna it's gonna blow out the flame and then start filling your house up with gas, and then you'll have an issue. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right, folks, don't forget, if you have a question or a comment, you can give us a call at 936-2626. Um, again, you know, they're going, uh, Home Gas is going to be going out of their way to do these um, home audits to make these, um, you know, available for everyone. So please, by all means, um, take advantage of that. So this photo now that we're looking at, what's, looks like a bunch of ero uh, corrosion. Yeah. So yeah. the other thing, well, we find is obviously, you know, we all know about salt, salt spray and Cayman. Um, I've, I've worked on every coastline in the UK and I, I've never seen salt damage like you get in Cayman. It, it's impressive. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, we're asking customers, if, if you see, if your tank looks like this, please give us a call so we can come out and do a thorough check of the tank. Um, obviously, we have we have customers um, up in Rum Point. We have customers, um, e even customers within Georgetown West Bay area. You know, sometimes they're rental properties or they're holiday homes, um, and you know we might not go to the tank as often as we would normally for a regular customer. Um, this tank, I think, was one we hadn't delivered to. I think it was eighteen months. Um, if, if you see something like this on your tank, or if you're concerned about Rust on your tank, please give us a call so we can come and inspect the tank. And if we need to, then we can obviously deal with the tank accordingly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So erosion and rust, definitely a problem. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. So this one obviously has a huge rust problem as well. 
Yeah, uh, a lot of that's that's looks pretty much surface on that stuff. Um, but yeah, once it when you, when it gets to that point, you really need to give us a call so we can get back. And also, we can probably save we can probably save the tank as well. Then, um, you know, obviously, we don't want to be throwing hundreds and hundreds of tanks away. You know, we, we do mm -hmm. care about what we're doing to the environment and what goes into the landfill. Um, mm -hmm. So if we can get the tanks early, we can get them sandblasted, repainted, and get them back out in the field safe. Right. And I mean, somebody's filling this up. I'm I'm thinking this tank was in use. So are your drivers also when they're looking at they come across a tank like this? Do they know that? Yeah, so the drivers, the drivers will do a visual inspection when they're there. But yeah. as I as I said previously, sometimes we don't we don't go back to the property. We don't, we, some of the mm -hmm. properties are run point. We only go there maybe once every 24 months because it's a holiday home or mm -hmm. or, a, or Airbnb. So, you know, obviously that that tank there will hold 96 gallons. So yes. if you imagine it's only on a stove or only on a water heater and a stove, and you know, we're not we're not going to that tank as, as regular as we would be for the others. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've seen tanks that we've put in the field and within six months they've got rust on them, just oh, wow. from the salt spray. So what we've done to combat that is we're using a higher grade paint now um, and our, our sanding and prepping is a lot more um, stringent. Um, so we're hoping with these new paints that we've introduced that we're going to get a lot more life out of the tanks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, this was actually a property in West Bay. A customer rang in and, and said that he was renting one of the units and he thought there might be an issue with all the tanks that had been left around the back. Um, so this is what the driver found when he went to um, go and check it. Um, and that's the other thing as well. If, if, if people listening to the show, if they've got tanks that are empty and are sitting at properties, give us a call and we'll come and pick them up for you. Um, we don't charge to come out and pick up old tanks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you know, give us a call if you've got a number of tanks that are empty or old. Um, please don't send them to the dump. Please don't just put them on the side of the road. We'll come and collect them because we need to be able to devalve them, wash them out, and make sure they're safe. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay. All right. And I think, oh, that was it? That's it, yeah. All right. Very good. All right, folks. So again, um, John and Will from Home Gas, uh, they've got a team of experts behind them. Um, contact them if you have any questions. As Alejandro says, this DIY kitchens that you saw on TikTok is not the way to go. Um, <laughs> so don't, don't risk your life. Don't risk other people's lives. Uh, speak to the professionals and have them do it. If you have any sort of concerns, um, contact Home Gas. They're happy to come out and do an audit for you. And also, you know, make sure that you've got the, um, what they're talking about here, these little, um, uh, tell me again, the little monitors, yeah. make sure you've got them. But as they've just said here this morning, now I in particular want to check the placement of uh, my monitors as well to make sure that they're placed in the best, best possible location um, mm -hmm. to pick up on any sort of issues as early as possible. So, so one thing on the gas monitors or sectors that you brought up, um, if it says the word gas, G-A-S, mm -hmm. that means you have a propane leak. If it shows a number, like 20 or 30 or 40 or some number, that means it's a carbon mon carbon monoxide. I mean, it's your okay. burning. Your, you have to, like when you're cooking, you should have your fan, your fan on, your hood on, mm -hmm. so that uh, it's taking any of the carbon monoxide out of the room. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes people call and it's actually a carbon monoxide leak versus a propane leak. And then mm -hmm. we always get the 79 air which is the most common one we get, which is actually, if you flip the thing upside down, it's actually LB, meaning low battery. 
but mm-hmm. a lot of people it'll start beeping when it the battery gets low and that's probably the most common um call we get so mm-hmm. if you see an l and a b on it it just means the battery in the back of it needs to be replaced right got it all right folks um very good so it doesn't look like anybody have any questions for you garrett says TikTok is a danger to everyone <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny, Gareth. Um, so if there are no questions, we want to, again, thank our guests for um, coming onto the program today. Really appreciate your expertise and, of course, being willing to come on um, when people, you know, oftentimes don't have uh, correct or accurate information. So, um, yeah, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks. John and Will from Home Gas. Appreciate them coming on. Safety first, folks is the ultimate message. Um, Yes, the RCIPS has um, indicated that they, uh, you know, they're saying that it's a gas leak. Um, The tanks, some of the tanks were not even connected um, at all to the house. Um, So lots of questions. I'd be curious to see the report and I hope that the RCIPS makes the report available to the public. I mean, why not? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning, Ms. Morning. I How didn't get the number for my bad. I didn't get the number for home gas because I got oh. one that might be blowed up in a minute. I don't know. <laughs> need some pipe in the regulator or need a price on it. Okay. Hold way. on. Let me let me get the number again. Hold on one second here. Uh where was that? Home gas. Hold on, I'm gonna get it for you. All right, nine four nine seven four seven four. Nine four nine seven. Seven four. Seven four seven four. Yep. Thank you. Very Give much. them a call. You're welcome, my dear. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right, dear. All right, folks. You know our number nine three six Bobo. Yes, honey, chill. All right, let me just see what else is going on here. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so let's uh, let's take a little commercial break, and then I want to talk about this story coming out of WORC about work permit infractions. Um, Lu- Liana's asking about propane cars. Hmm. Okay, I don't know anything about propane cars, but we can certainly ask. Um, Okay, Denny has gone back to the robber situation. Let's take a commercial break and we'll come right back after these messages. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com. Recover Personal Injury Attorneys. 
helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. Are you tired of overpaying for TV services? Can't figure out VPNs? Constantly missing your favorite TV shows? And no access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roke, Cayman Streaming Pros. We'll put you back in the driver's seat in front of your TV. Call, WhatsApp, or message Roke today on 926-1213. Roke is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions apply. Recover personal injury attorneys. Helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. In the mornings, no one wants to miss listening to the cold hard truth or reading CMR. Cayman's number one news platform has made your morning commute fun again. Pass this time with the cold hard truth on weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Talk radio that's engaging, entertaining, and enlightening. But be careful. Some mornings it's so hot you might run into a bit of trouble. All right, folks. Trouble. We're eliminating trouble around these parts. So, Leanna, to answer your question, uh, John was listening to the show. He said our entire fleet is propane powered. Who knew? Uh, yes, we have a few propane auto gas customers. I didn't know propane could run a car. What? So apparently there are a few people who purchase gas cars from Asia. And when they show up, gas equals propane, they are meant to order a petrol gas. Oh, a petrol car. So they, they got the wrong car. So they come and get filled at home gas. It is cheaper and cleaner than gasoline. And we're just starting to roll out a program to convert other companies' fleets to propane. Wow. So they have these propane cars in Asia and people have accidentally gotten them and then didn't realize that they got a saving. So this is so interesting. I never knew anything about this. Maybe we need to do a little feature on this, John. So do they just show up at your place like a gas station? So another person says, yes, they have propane-powered vehicles here. Home Gas um, has them and also Clean Gas. And hear me now, I'm like, wow, I never knew they even existed. They said, yep, you're never too, early, too old to learn. And that is the truth. All right. Um, very, very good. Hmm. Hmm. There you go. All right. The things you learn, honey child. Um, someone was asking if they charge for inspection. I think they said, no, that's a courtesy call. So, um, you just have to book them. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this report that came out about some immigration infractions. Now you guys know, we're always here on the program, um, talking about, um, Leanna is excited about that. She's like, OMG, thank you. Home gas. We're always here talking about people who break the law in this country. It's a lot of people. And, you know, oftentimes we think that it's just like 
construction workers that we've talked about, home care companies that we've talked about, your next door neighbor who is an employer. Yeah, they might be doing it, but lo and behold, big companies are doing it too. What? Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman sent out a press release yesterday saying that a company, a fast food company, has been fined $125,325 in administrative fees, which they collected on June the 15th. That is no drop in the bucket, honey child. I need that money for deposit on my investment property. Hello? They were fined after the investigations found uh, they collaborated with uh, Department of Labor and Pensions that 14, they had 14 counts of employing persons outside the terms of their work permit and one count of making a false representation to WORC. Well, they look at it, this is an um, administrative fine because child, you can go to court for that kind of thing. So, um, we put up this story and right away people are like, well, why aren't you guys naming the company? Is it because it's Burger King and they sponsor you guys? I was like, pump your stupidity brakes. brakes. Pump the brakes. Okay. When Renee did the story, now, you know, if that was me, I would have been doing a little bit more digging. But when she did the story, government sends out a press release. She just put up the press release. I wanted to know when I saw it, I was like, huh? Who on earth is this? Same question I had in my mind when they didn't ask. So I started asking. You all know me, honey chow. I'm digging. Who on earth? What company is this? The first people I went to was the owner of Burger King. And I said, is this you? And he's like, nope, not us. I said, well, that's a good thing. So who else could it be? My mind started going through all the fast food places. I got Subway, Popeye's. Well, they're, they're probably Burger King. So we got Subway. We have, um, what's the other one called? Pizza Hut. We got, oh God, who else is there? Um, KFC. Like I started to go through all of them. And then one of my sources pinched me and said, Sandy, it's actually Wendy's. I said, what? Caymanian owned longtime franchise? No, sir. How did this happen? Well, I don't know. Anyway, Deputy Director of Compliance at WRC, Mr. Mervyn Manderson, said that the investigation was carried out in a very efficient and professional manner by the lead officer in the case and that he was very proud of the officer and all team members who assisted. Now, you guys know what it means to work outside the terms of your work permit. Do you all understand what that means even? Let me break it down. When you're an employer... You've got to know the law in these areas or, or you need to hire someone, My excuse me, you need to hire someone who knows the law. Hmm. So this folks happens when you hire someone, um, say as a secretary, but you actually have them working as a lawyer. People often do it in order to save money on work permit fees. And that's against the law. So, you know, you've got to categorize correctly what your person is working at. So, for example, 
I've seen people do this. I think um, I have to look this up again, but there is a distinction between a domestic helper, domestic worker, and a nanny. Now, y'all know Caymanians are influenced by terminology and behavior from other people. So y'all be like, oh, yeah, this term nanny has really caught on. You now want to call your helpers nannies. Well, maybe it sounds better. I don't know. Maybe the helper cares or doesn't care. I'm not sure. I call mine a house manager, right? Because I feel like uh, somebody who's cooking and cleaning and doing all this stuff, they're helping you manage the house. Now, there's no category of house manager, thank God, over at WRC. And that's just me trying to be a little bit more politically friendly, correct with terminology. But for all intents and purposes, immigration, that's a domestic work permit. If you say she's a nanny, that means she's supposed to be more qualified and doing a slightly different job. And so therefore, WORC wants their coins when it comes to that work permit. So y'all need to be careful. So I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of curious exactly what these positions were. I'd love to see the case file in this one. Because what what do they have? People working as um, food servers? Like what, what's, what would be the title there for what those people do? Like they take your orders, cashiers. And then they're a manager. Like, I don't even know what it, I'm not sure. So it's always because the person is working in a lesser category. Are they working? No, that's reversed. The work permit has them in a lesser category than what their responsibilities are and what they're actually doing. And this is one of the things that you have to be very, very careful with because I've seen it before, right? Managers of a company, they're going to like their, their email signature says, oh, I'm the CEO of this telecom company. It's happened with a local telecom company before. They're CEO. Everybody in the company says, oh, they're the CEO. They're the manager. And they're carrying out all these managerial duties. But yet their work permit only had them as corporate sales or whatever. So it's like, uh, you can't be carrying on and acting in the capacity of a CEO and doing the most and doing all this stuff getting paid a CEO salary and then the work permit only has you as, you know, assistant manager in charge of business sales or whatever. No, no. They're totally different work permit categories. And at the end of the day, government wants their money. They want their fees. So they will investigate you working outside the terms of your work permit. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody says, let's start calling them domestic engineers. Well, soon, CUC, I mean, CUC, <laughs> speaking of engineers, um, soon WORC is going to be like, oh, that person's an engineer, are they? Okay, well, let's charge you an engineer fee of $5,000 per Adam for work permit. Um, someone says, it's not just George. Oh, Lord. No, sir. Uh, mm -mm. what a hot mess all righty um home gas confirmed that the audit will be free safety inspections may have a charge depending upon the equipment mm -hmm. so somebody else says that the construction industry does that a lot yes 
people come here and remember, remember the one guy with that lady, I forget her name now, but she was doing that. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to take out your work permit as a um, general laborer or whatever, but I'm going to pay you as uh, an electrician assistant or an electrician or whatever. So, you know, y'all be putting yourselves in a whole heap of trouble. Good morning, Andrea. When you're doing these sorts of things, trying to save money is normally the reason why it's done. Jim says, are the different Wendy's owned by the same people or group of persons? Yes, they own the franchise. So in this country, franchises tend to be owned. They might have multiple locations, but they're all owned by the same people. So like the Burger King, it's one franchise holder. Cayman is too small to have more than one franchise holder for the same brand, basically, right? Might make sense in a place like Jamaica where, like Kingston, maybe one person owns all the franchises in Kingston or whatever. But speaking of franchises, you know, I did not appreciate until this trip how much Jamaicans love them a fried chicken. And I even had to say to my husband, what is it about fried chicken that y'all love so much? I felt like everywhere I went is like fried chicken, fried chicken. I'm like, oh, I'm so sick and tired of fried chicken. You know, Caymanians, when we go to Miami, the first thing Caymanian wants to do is go to Walmart. When a Jamaican returns home to Jamaica, I feel like the first thing they want to do is go to KFC. They're like, no, no, we got to go to KFC and get the real, the real fried chicken. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. I must admit the first day I was there, though, they're like, oh, you want to go to KFC? And I was like, uh, Okay. And I was really hungry because I hadn't had anything to eat all day. And so, boy, that chicken did taste a little extra. Normally, KFC doesn't agree with my stomach. I think it's something that they put in their oils. Like, I don't know. Like, I get really an upset tummy eating KFC normally, so I don't really eat it a lot. Maybe once a year, if that. But, um, yeah. So, I was like, okay. And, honey, child, I ate me two pieces of fried chicken. It was so good. I was just so hungry. But yeah, they love a lot of fried chicken. There's another company there. I forget what it's called. That they do like fried chicken too. But boy, when you go in KFC, the line be out the door, the wait. I'm like, y'all love a fried chicken like this? Whoever has the franchise for KFC in Jamaica, they've got to be a millionaire times over and over. They, can, they can't bring out the chicken fast enough. One guy jump up in his church clothes. Boy. Um, Y'all better hurry up because, you know, I've been here for one hour waiting on my chicken. I was like, poor you. Um, Gabby says fried chicken with oxtail gravy. You know, I saw a sign the other day where somebody's like, you can't get the oxtail gravy unless it's for oxtail. And they still charge you extra if you, if you get chicken and ask for it. I was like, oh, okay, is that a thing? Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. Yes, There's another one called Island Grill. Are you trying one? Oh, wait. What's it called? Island Grill. Island Grill. Was that the one that I am? Um... Oh, gosh. I can't remember. I can't remember if that was it, to be honest. Good man. Quite good. All right. Yeah. Um... Oh, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to remember it. Because one day I did go there and they have, instead of like French fries, they do potato wedges. Is that the same one? So they, they're a little bit different in that they don't do, they don't do, um, they don't do French fries. That was good. I mean, you try to stay away from fried chicken for other reasons, but 
Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to see. Uh, all right, I'll see if I can remember. All right. Um, somebody said mothers. Two people messaging me saying maybe it was mothers. No, it wasn't mothers. I think it had like a two name. And then the box was like um, blue and white, I think. They put it like in a little box. Mm. Now this is going to bother me until Island Grill. Oh, gosh. It's going to bother me now until I figure this out. Um, So Jim says that he finds that the two KFCs here, the chicken tastes different from the one in Georgetown and Samoa Beach. Well, they're supposed to all be the same recipe, but Jamaicans swear that they're KFC different, boy. They're like, they like they must have got a little extra. What what is it? How many seasonings? Thirteen seasonings or whatever. So they must have found out what seasoning number fourteen is, and they sprinkle that on their chicken. Um, Jim says true Southern style fried chicken is the best. You know that you can um, you can actually fry chicken but bake it. So you just batter it and you bake it and it can be just as crunchy and just as good. I'm going to tell you all a secret. You know what you actually use to batter it with? Cornflakes batter. They actually sell it in the box. You can get, I have it here because I use it as my topping. I'm going to tell you one of my cooking secrets now. I use it on my mac and cheese. So I actually do a topping on my mac and cheese. Ooh, honey, you know, you want a little extra on the mac and cheese. So I do the Italian one that comes with like the parsley and then you got some Italian seasoning. And then on top of that, I do the cornflake one and it bakes it like nice, give it a nice little crispy bake on top. Mm-hmm. Carmen says Americans love their fried chicken too. I guess um, Pollo Tropical, is that fried chicken though? Uh, you know what? I've never eaten at Pollo Tropical. <laughs> as oftentimes as I've gone to Miami, I've actually never eaten there. But boy, I love me a Boston Market, but Boston Market is rotisserie chicken. So that's a little bit healthier for you. But I keep telling y'all now, it looks like all of the um, Boston Markets in Miami, I think except one, they've all disappeared. Every single store has closed. I was so disappointed last time I went up because boy, I love me a nice Boston Market rotisserie chicken. Oh, their cornbread is to die for. Their mac and cheese is decent for fast food mac and cheese. You know, fast food mac and cheese is just never the same, but it's decent. Okay. Yasmin says, OMG, Sandy, that's me. As I reach Jamaica, straight to KFC. That's why they have one conveniently located not far from Kingston International Airport, right? Norman, it's Norman Ranley Airport. Is that the proper name? Yeah, boy, they have one right there. So you can just pull over and grab your box and start chowing down. Um, Island Grill didn't do fried chicken, says Ervalyn. Juicy beef. Island Grill is in the airport too. No, it wasn't Island Grill. Oh gosh, uh, it's gonna come to me. It's gonna come to me. Um, Denver says the best fried chicken came out is at over the edge in North Side. Really? Hmm. Liana says you're making everybody hungry this morning, Sandy. I know. This would be a good time to um, tell y'all about one of our sponsors. <laughs> Island Taste does fried chicken. Ooh, today's Friday. Hold on. Are they doing? Are they doing fried chicken today? 
Let me see what's on the menu. Hold on now. I bet you it's fried chicken. They got Cayman style fish, seafood rundown, uh, stewed turtle, oxtail and beans, fried chicken, jerk chicken, and herb roasted chicken, and chicken soup. Yeah, buddy. Mm -mm -mm. Everybody and I want fried chicken today. Why not? Um, I love I love a good rotisserie chicken, Akina. I'm with you. Um, I try not to do too much fried stuff. And like I said, sometimes I think the oil that certain people use is just not, you know, my stomach just is not going to like it. But a good piece of rotisserie chicken with all those herbs and stuff, nice and juicy. Um, high fructose corn syrup. Educate yourselves about that nasty ingredient before it's too late. Um, who's putting high fructose corn syrup in chicken? I'm just saying. Who, who's doing that? Y'all putting corn syrup on your chickens? I hope not. Oh, sorry. Oh, my goodness. Somebody bless me. All right. Uh, yeah, you got to make sure the oil is, is properly done. Chloe, good morning. It's called Chicken and Ting. That's the name of a business in Jamaica? Hmm. I see. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what kind of oil they use, but I've noticed it before. Like my stomach just isn't. Y'all go to Island Taste. Family-owned Caymanian business over 35 years now in business. They got fried chicken today. They got jerk chicken. And they got chicken soup. And herb roasted chicken. And oxtail and beans. And stew turtle. I haven't had a good turtle in a while. Hmm. I love me some seafood rundown, though. Boy, I tell you what. I could eat that every day. Yes, honey, chill. All right. So let me just check and see what else. Oh, yes. Let's talk a little bit about politrix. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um. So, oh, God, I have to laugh at McKeever, you know. That man, what a joker. No, sir. I tell you what. Um. Apparently, he's been out there flapping his lips. First of all, the RCAPS contacted me and they reminded me that there is a court order, a gag order in place as it relates to this um, rape case that he's charged with. So we cannot say anything that could potentially identify who the victim is. So I can't say it, obviously, and you can't call in and say it. And you can't say it in the comments. A lot of people know who the victim is. Keep it to yourself. Um, you're not allowed to say it or say anything that might identify who she is. That's typical of these situations. I think, again, because of who he is, there is this concern that he will put undue pressure. And I mean, I've heard stories of all oh, her family members putting undue pressure on her to drop this case. So, um, you know, she's entitled to her privacy. Yes, so we won't name her. We won't identify her in any way. Having said that, everybody, anybody who's anybody in Cayman already knows who she is. This is the reality of it. 
And this is why I even say with the sex offender registry, y'all be making a lo- an argument that's not even logical. Because if I wanted to know who a perpetrator is in any sexual assault case, believe me, you, I can find out with probably two phone calls, if that. Doesn't mean that you have to identify the victim, though. You know what I'm saying? So one of McKeever's strategies has been that he is going to pull out the pull out of the closet what everybody else has done. I guess at some level from a human perspective, I understand it, but how does that vindicate you? It doesn't mean that you didn't do it. So, okay, we're going to talk about, oh, well, Mr. Roy, 25 years ago was blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, did you rape her or did you not rape her? What does that have to do with the matter at hand? Well, this other person, a child molester, yeah, well, we've been talking about that forever. And once again, does that mean you raped her or you didn't rape her? Sometimes when we're talking about other people, and I'm, I'm cautious because I know in this program, sometimes we have to do it. We got to be digging up in your history to set the foundation, let people know what we're really dealing with, right? But if it's a mere tool to deflect the attention away from yourself, then I have to question why. There's a difference if you're doing it to put things like in a historical context, like, listen, this behavior is nothing new. This has been going on from the time Jesus was in diapers and he was a baby. And we saw the star from the wise men in the East, right? And here are examples of allegations over the years or whatever. So you can go back and dig up people's history for like that type of a reason. If you only dig up somebody's history and talk about it when they start saying, oh, well, you're being accused of rape and we want to hold you accountable for this behavior. And that's the only time you're talking on your colleagues. That's a problem. And we have seen this before with Mr. Bush. Remember when um, the last government was in and people like Arden McLean was calling him to task? Uh, Mr. Um, what's his name there from Northside? Oh, God. What his name is again? Was calling him to task. Ezard Miller was saying that he should be removed. He should step down. This, that, and the next thing. Speak of the House. And the last government wasn't prepared to do anything about it. The way he fought back is like, oh, yeah? Y'all want to talk about me? Well, I got to talk about all of you and all the stuff y'all been doing. Y'all are wife beaters. You're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. Okay. My thing is this, though. You can pick out these historical things about people. And some of them were wife beaters. Some of them were cheaters. Some of them have been accused of probably sexual assault and stuff in the past. But with you, it never ends. That perhaps is the biggest difference. Your history just rolls from one day to the next, one year to the next, one century to the next, and it just keeps going. So you're that person who doesn't learn, right? You're the person, yeah, yeah, that person was an alcoholic, but then they stopped drinking. You don't stop. You just keep going. 
So you can dig in their past and talk about them all you want. But a lot of those individuals have turned over a, a leaf. Maybe they can, you know, blame it on being young and stupid. And I still don't see how that really assists you in any of your arguments because you're still doing and engaging in this kind of behavior. We have no current or sitting MP that has been dragged into a court as much as Mr. Bush. And in the last five years, has had as many allegations of sexual misconduct, unwanted touching, you know, beating a woman, all this kind of stuff. No other MP. So say what you want about them. Some of them, yes, cheating on their wives and whatever. Oh, they got history of pushing on the wife and breaking her collarbone too and that sort of thing. Yeah, that might have happened in the past. Right? But Mr. Bush is the one who is currently um, in a situation. Breaking news. Hold on here, honey child. Let me get you this one. Y'all know CMR gets the sus as and when it's happening. We got some FRU units. That's financial, financial. That's um, firearm response units right on Smith Road in the plaza there. What's the name of this plaza? It's where Dr. Lookloy has his office. So um, something's going on in that plaza. I can't say yet what. We've received some photos. Hold on now. Let me pull up the photos for y'all. So I would recommend probably staying out of the area, giving the police a minute to figure out what's going on. So there they are. Good morning, Mr. Marco. There they are. Multiple police units, including the firearm response unit. By the way, they were also yesterday down by um, the Tomlinson Furniture Building. And we couldn't hear exactly why, although someone said that they were involved in a police chase. So, um, what a hot mess. Um, so right across from, no, that's the past the places across the street. Oh, they got one of the robbers? Oh, Ross, I mean, Moss. Y'all go go on through, go on through. Go on through, Popo. Yes, get them, get them, get them criminals. Is it the little fat one? Did his mama call in and tell y'all that that him walking like a little duckling? Mm-hmm, I hope so. Got one of the robbers from last night. I bet you that's one of them Georgetown fools, ain't it? We still and get his name and put him up for y'all, don't worry. Mm-mm. Hot mess. All right. No, the slim one. Oh, they got the slim one. Well, he ain't gave up his little fat friend. You're not going to worry about that. There's no loyalty amongst thieves, honey child. Oh, hot tamales. All right. We love it. Grab them. Ah, they're going to give them bail, though. You know, they uh, listen, our legislators need to change this foolishness about entitlement to bail because that's the UK law, you know. 
you have you have a um the interpretation is that there is a um oh god well when we did it in law school now and i'm gonna tell y'all there is a um what's the legal terminology um presumption in favor of bail so in other words there has to be a really good argument for why you shouldn't get bail because remember everybody is presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law hot mess isn't it Yes, I tell you. All right. Um, let me post this up on social media. Make sure everybody gets the news, honey, chill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mess with them. All right. Go there, RCIPS. You're making us proud this morning. Okay, thank you, Miss Morna. Uh, Leanna says the chase was coming from Windsor Park and cut through by the hospital. Oh, this was the one yesterday. Oh, uh-huh. Yes, my dear show. Mm-hmm. What a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Good. Get them. Somebody need to thump them on the head while they're at it. <sighs> well, if they find the firearm, depending on whether he pleads guilty or not, that's seven or 10 years right there. And they need to add on some extra charges as well. Hmm. Hot mess. All right, this new political party. So people have been asking me about this. I don't know who they're supposed to be. All I know is they're trying to be incognito. It's, um, what do they call themselves? K-Man Forward. So, um, I don't know who the heck K-Man Forward is. And apparently they are trying their best to stay hidden and pretend like there's some kind of movement. Listen, if you have to hide behind whatever this is supposed to be, I feel like it's shady. Just tell us who you are. What's the big deal? Liana says, is this Frank Matfield again? I don't know who this is, but I'm not feeling the vibe from whoever this is. It kind of has the remnants like design wise of someone connected to UDP, like it feels like UDP design and, you know. We'll, we'll eventually hear who it is anyway. Is it is it Chris Saunders? Somebody said maybe it was Kathy. Um, I don't know. But it's someone trying to position themselves uh, for the next election, I suppose. So we'll keep an eye on them. We'll eventually find out exactly who it is. Nothing around here stays hidden for long, I can tell you all that. Not in these yet Cayman Islands. We always find out one way or the other. Um, so, you know, maybe you just tell us who you are and save yourself the trouble. <laughs> oh, Cayman forward. As we're like, no, it's a community movement. Chop, please. 
some of y'all trying to see if people like you enough for you to run in the, in the next election. Well, just do it the right way. Just tell people, hey, I'm contemplating running for political office. And I want to, I want to know if you, the people, would accept me. Well, you need to be out there doing some work. Somebody said they heard it's Bobby Bodden's daughter thinking about contesting in Georgetown South. Who the heck, which daughter would that be? Which of his daughters? He got two. I don't think it's Joanna because she's not looking for no headache. The thing about it is y'all can't just jump up and talk about you contemplating running in Georgetown South North 5.0 because you know they're going to change the names I'm hearing from the boundary commissions. They're not going to keep like South and North and whatever anymore because they're going to mix it up so much. It'll be like Georgetown 1, Georgetown 2. But just if you're interested, the first thing you should actually be doing out there, to be honest, is um, proving your worth to the people. That's what you should be doing. You really want to be of service to the people you need to be serving us from now. Don't jump up a month before elections. I'm like, oh, yes, I'd like to be your candidate. And I'm thinking, okay, your track record is what? You've demonstrated you're going to be different. How? What ideas have you brought to the table in terms of solution? How have you been working the community? Throwing up a little NPO six months before the next general election isn't going to cut it. We the people not so fool fool. Okay, do better. So um, I don't I don't know who this is, but like I said, it's only a matter of time before we'll certainly find out, and we will let y'all know once we find out for sure. So I've heard a lot of suspects, like I said, names floating around. And uh, I don't, I don't actually know, but we, we'll eventually hear who it is. Hmm. Somebody said I heard it's McEva, and he's running against Bernie Bush with a bunch of others. Now that, now that would be the biggest joke of all. That to me, McEva said he's going to retire, and that is the one thing. If this man has never kept his word about anything else, this is the one thing that we would beg you, sir. Please try to bow out, roll out, fall out semi-gracefully. I mean, not really, because you got all this drama surrounding you, but don't run again. West Bay don't want you no more. Get out. Bernie, even to you, need to slap down now. What you been doing in West Bay? Nothing. Kathy, well, now she has an excuse to do nothing because she's Speaker of the House. So the people of West Bay, what is she, Central? Not even getting any real representation. Feel sorry for y'all. You don't get a vote in Parliament anymore. Oh, I, I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. Safinia says, vote Sandy. No, honey, child. No, sir. Vote for me for the best talk show. That's that's where it's going to stop. The best media house. That's what y'all need to be voting for. Yes, participate in the next tower marketing survey, but not for political office, honey chill. I don't have the tolerance for foolishness. There's nothing, you know, I ran into someone recently. They go, yeah, Sandy, you got to run that. Now what you must do? 
I was like, give me five minutes to convince you why that's not a good idea. Three minutes into my five minutes, they were like, you know what, Sandy, you right, you know, you're the most effective right where you are. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The things I sit here and do every morning, you think I could do that if I was an MP calling out people and their foolishness, calling out the government, calling them out the other MPs. You can't do that when you're a politician, calling out the civil servants where required. Nope. So I would give up being somewhat effective for being impotent. Mm, No, that don't make no damn sense. All right. Liana says we need some new faces. Bring the kids on the platform. Um, Paul says Cayman is too small for three pictorial parties. Child, we too small for the two we got now. Nothing but a hot mess and division. Miss Sue says another big mess for Cayman. Strong Wilt. Uh, hi, Sandy. Uh, voting for George. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I thought you were going to say you voting in Georgetown. You say you voting for George as in George Ebanks? He, he can't run for public office, though. Y'all do know that there's some people who in this community, I can think of three and four off the top of my head, who are ineligible for life. Some of them don't seem to know it, but they are, right? So once you've had a dishonesty conviction, theft, obtaining property by deception, fraud, these are all dishonesty convictions. The constitution of this country says you can never, never, ever, under any circumstances, run for public office. And it does not matter if that conviction has been um, removed from your record. For the purposes of the constitution, it doesn't matter. Even if it's a spent conviction is what they call it, you still can never run for public office. Y'all need to know little nuggets about your constitution. And so brother George over there doesn't have a chance in hell because he is ineligible to run again. I think he ran once before, but he can't ever run again. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Carla. Welcome to the program. Hello, Sandy. Hello, honey Chell. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Beautiful. Um, just uh, have you driven down along the waterfront straight away and all around um, the main road of Baden Town? Uh, not since last weekend. I think I went Sunday for some conk. Have you taken Have you taken a really good look? Um, it's just becoming so trashy. In ba- Baden, Baden Town Central, or the main part of Baden Town, the yeah. straight road away. No, it's just, I mean, you've got the one house on the land side that looks like a junkyard. Well, isn't that the one that, um, oh no, that's the other one that was hit by Ivan that's still all these years later, still sitting there. They need to knock that structure down. This this is all kinds of vehicles and all kinds of everything. Yard, right across from that um, two-story waterfront apartments or whatever, um, that area, then if you up up closer to the gas station next door to the smaller gas station, mm-hmm. that yard, if you go further down to the police station, right past the police station on the left-hand side, the two-story structure, and then right directly next to it, the single-story structure, mm-hmm. all the crap in that yard. Mm-hmm. I think it was called the White House at one point across mm-hmm. the street on the side. It's mm-hmm. just getting 
such to be such an eyesore. Oh, I, I need to go and have a look. You know, and Bodentown used to be a really quaint little town. And I don't understand why this is being allowed. I don't know why the DOE, DO, um, yeah, the DOE isn't going out there to check on some of these properties. I know the one two-story uh, structure and the one-story structure that it's a yellow tone. I know those are rentals. They almost look like they should be condemned. Mm. It, 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 I mean, I just don't understand why people are allowing this to take place. On an hmm. island that I it, it it's it's becoming unrecognizable to me. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I know that the Minister of Tourism is trying to work on something in terms of cleaning up our island and more of like a beautification campaign and stuff. What, 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 what about what, what, what about the MPs for that area? What? Yeah, I mean that would be John John. I don't. That's a good question. I I mean, where are these people that were elected in? Where where mm-hmm. where are they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I, I just, my heart sinks, really yeah. sinks for watching the direction K-Man's going. And it's, it's, I mean, everybody, I mean, I feel bad for the elders mm-hmm. and I feel bad for the youth, mm-hmm. but, but it's up to us, the, the, uh, I would call us the middle guy or the middle lady in between those ages. It's up to us. Mm-hmm. To really make the difference, let the elders be proud of the, their island. Yes, but but give the the youth of a, a, a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Well, I'm gonna it. I'm gonna take a, a drive. Like I said, I didn't look that closely to be honest, but now that you're mentioning it, um, I think I'll do a drive out this weekend and see. Yeah, take your time and look around. I mean, I, I I'm shocked. I'm just absolutely shocked. It's it, it's just gotten to be so so junky looking and then you have other people trying to take pride in their their property and then you have somebody who doesn't excuse yeah. me get that's that yeah and there's always so, one or two in a neighborhood trust me thank you so much carl i really appreciate it there are always one or two in a neighborhood and i feel like when others in the neighborhood try to say hey why aren't you keeping your property in better condition they get all upset with you and start excuses like well not everybody got the money to clean up their property i'm like okay and you have a property because you think everything associated with that property is gonna be free this is why sometimes you're better off renting from other people and then they have the lawn service come because home ownership is not a walk in the park and it's not free these are the things you have to do maintain your yard Stop bringing down the whole neighborhood and you're harboring snakes and rodents and all kind of foolishness in your bush of a yard. Miss Arlene says, call her the MPs are all useless. Lord Jesus. So right, Jim, we were there last two weekends. It's a mess. Well, I need to go check it out. Uh, Aliana says, what you're saying, Miss Sandy, is go drink the Kool-Aid and stand up in the Legislative Assembly and call them out. Yes. Me? No, 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 Bobo. We're not going up in there. Um, The NICE program, uh, do they normally do one in the summer? They only used to do one a year, you know, which was around Christmas time, like the pre-Christmas cleanup. I think maybe last year they did two. They found some extra money in the budget 
But what sense does a nice program make when people, the second day the nice team comes through, five minutes later, y'all throwing your cans and your trash and bags and plastic all over the place. It's not so nice because it's just a waste of money. When people in this community have no self-pride in their individual properties and their homes. All these properties and homes and structures are owned by someone. All these derelict vehicles all over the place. Those are owned by people. So they need to start cleaning up the place and they need to have some self-interest. Miss Charlene says Kathy's doing a whole lot in West Bay. Oh, really? I know you're in her committee, child, but we'll see. If you knew what I knew, you wouldn't be swearing for some people, honey, child. I'm just saying. We'll see. Uh huh. Well, I, I'd love the list of a whole lot of exactly what's being done. Send me the list. Would love it. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, someone just sent me some footage of the, um, let me see now. Oops. Did I send it to the wrong one? Oh, sorry. Wrong person. Hold on. Someone just sent me some footage of, um, what's happening at the doctor's office. <clears throat> Let me see what this one says. Video footage. Mm-hmm. Get in there, Popo. Oh, sorry. I had a little cough there. <clears throat> Ooh. Let me drink water instead of tea. <clears throat> hmm I see one, two, three police vehicles. So they were actually chasing him. Mm-hmm. Oh, hot mess. Yeah, boy. Look at the boys from the FRU in their little uniforms. I see it. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a nasty yard in Bogtown. I saw the yard, said somebody else. I'm going to, um, someone says, what about stiffer fines for littering? We need that, but enforcement is also um, important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this person says, hey, Sandra, I've traveled to New York City multiple times over the last three months and noticed that almost all establishments operate on a card-only basis to avoid robberies. Um, I've also noticed it starting in Miami as well. That makes so much sense. Let's talk about that a little bit on Monday. This concept of going digital has some real benefits. Leanna says a littering fine should be $5,000. Agreed a thousand percent, Leanna. Yes. Even ne- next road to uh, where I live in Savannah Meadows is terrible. One house has so many darn derelict vehicles down each side of the road. It's really bad. How was he allowed to do this? We have to start making them jackasses of the day. Amelia says I must pick her up so she can what? let your jawbone drop down from the nasty homes and stuff. Oh. 
Well, my dear child, we got to do better. That's for sure. All right, beautiful folks. I think that that is uh, where we're going to leave it for this beautiful Friday morning. The weekend is here. I don't know what kind of festivities are on this weekend. I don't think there's any big parties or whatever going on. But regardless, please don't drink and drive. Don't speed and drive. Think about your own safety as well as the safety of other road users. I encourage you to stay home and drink if you must drink. Um, Strong Wilt says, I know exactly where that caller is talking about. I was wondering what's going on with that place. It totally looks like a junkyard so close to the road. John, John is useless, probably home reading his scriptures. <laughs> oh, Lord, take the wheel, take the wheel. I can't with you people. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go down there. I bet you I drove past it, didn't even see it. All right, I'm going to go down in Bodentown. Uh, Claudette says, is it that they're charged for keeping these events? So put in the charge a good money for after event cleaning so that money can be paid some companies to do the cleaning. Well, we know what KMAS, they've apologized and they said, yes, normally they have someone, but they neglected to book someone this year because supposedly an email didn't go and they rectified it by Monday and they promised it won't ever happen again. And now they're going to go out and clean up the community. Oh, maybe they should go and bought in town and see what's going on with that house. Um, CS says, so you're not going to show the video from the doctor's office. It's, there's not much to it. The picture, the pictures that we've already posted tell you exactly what's going on. The video doesn't show anything of immense interest. Just the police there. And we know they're there already. All right. Oh, live has some good advice for everybody. Thank you. Live. Appreciate you. Says, and leave people, man and woman alone this weekend. Live, I think Live is making a not-so-subtle suggestion. Can we go at least one weekend without giving somebody a bun in any direction? Lord Jesus, Live, on that note, y'all be good or be good at it. Have a fantastic weekend. See you on Monday. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 